Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on it. Another episode of N4G Radio. Hype, hype, hype. This is a big episode. It's episode 464 for February 27th, 2017. Do you guys, do you guys know there's a new system coming out on Friday? What? New, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, new, no. n- new Nintendo console launching on Friday. I, I thought that was a Nintendo Classic, right? It came out a couple months ago? That's no, the new one? no, it's a brand yeah. new system. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe. Is it a new? Is it a new 3DS or something? Uh, new, uh, new, new color for the 3DS, like a purple color? Oh, no, maybe? No, yeah. no, 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 no. Maybe, okay. maybe in a successor. Ooh. To the 3DS, maybe a successor to the Wii U. What? How's oh. that Virtual Console? It ain't gonna be there at launch. Oh, good. That's in news. That's <laughs> disappointing. Oh, but anyway, with us we got Drew. Hey, you know what you do. Because the, who cares about virtual console? Just play the new games. You know all two of them. There's two. Okay, all one of them. <laughs> it, uh, I think there there is three games that launch that are not on other systems. There's Snipper Clips. There's one two Switch, and then there's that Bomberman game. That's it, right? There is Puyo Puyo Tennis Tetris. Is that a launch? Not, not launch. It's not until late April, I think. Damn it. Because it's hitting PS4 at the same date. Oh, okay. It's not an exclusive. No. Uh, and we have Jay. Buongiorno. Yeah, it's weird because Puyo Puyo Tetris in Japan is out on Xbox and PS4, and in the States it's going to release uh, for PS4 and Switch. Wasn't that on the 360 mm, in Japan? I don't know if it was Puyo Puyo Tetris. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know the history. I just heard that it's real good. So when it comes out, you should play it. But, uh, Puyo Puyo is a fantastic game. Yeah, mix it with Tetris, man. Think about that. It's also on the 3DS, apparently. Well, I know the press release I saw for the Western release of the game is only PS4 and Switch. Mm. Anyway, before we get into those video games, Drew, you got your internet back. I do. You played some Overwatch. I did. What else did you play? Well, speaking of Tetris, oh. I played a game that's kind of like Tetris. I'm playing it for review. It's called Chime Sharp. Chime Sharp. This uh, mm-hmm. The original Chime was, a, if I remember correctly, was a... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they were doing like a fundraiser or something? Yeah, it was a... It was a uh, yeah, it was some kind of fundraiser for... Like, cause i don't know what it was okay they made chime which they released on steam and i played the living shit out of it 
And then they released Chime Super Deluxe on the PS3, and I played a lot of that too. So is um, it like more Tetris or more Luminous? Because I, I thought I remember it was kind of Luminous. It is Luminous, actually. Okay. So you have a you have a line that constantly goes across the screen that will erase um, quads, basically. So you create you, you get different shapes that you put together to create four, which then form a box that then gets deleted. Um. The, the big gimmick for Chime is is that the music starts kicking in more the more quads you make and the, the more of the screen you clear. So it's all about um, the screen is a certain color, and when you create a block, when the line comes across and deletes it, where the block was, that screen, that part of the screen is going to be a different color now. So you got to change mm-hmm. the color of the background to the other color by using matching up blocks. So they, they judge you on the coverage, basically. You get like 100% coverage. And if you if you get 100% coverage on a level, it goes into like this overtime mode where the music kicks in even more. And uh, you can get up to like, I, I got 147 coverage on one of the, one of the levels in the new Chime Sharp. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's a great puzzle game. Um, I'll be honest with you. There's only a couple of songs I actually like in this one, though. While in the previous one, Super Deluxe had some great songs. I mean, they had songs from like, uh, um, I think Moby was in it. Um, some pretty well-known like DJs and artists and stuff like that. And this one, they went more of the indie route and got like people who do like chip tunes and. There was a uh, one of the guys who was who did some of the soundtrack for Hotline Miami. Um, so there's a few people I recognize, um, but no, it's 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 a pretty great um, puzzle game. Uh, the Super Deluxe had the multiplayer, which was actually really fun. Um, this one does not have the multiplayer. Hmm. So apparently, Chime Sharp came out on the PC like a year ago. And they're just now releasing it on Xbox One. I'm playing on Xbox One. It may be on PS4 as well. It is. Okay. That was the the Xbox One was the code they sent us. I asked for PS4. They sent Xbox One. Wow. Well, so I'm assuming PS4 code wasn't ready yet. Yeah, but it's um it's a it's a very good puzzle game. Uh, can you like put in your own music to play with or no? No, nothing like no. that. Oh. I don't know if the PC version allows you to do that because it may that may be the case. Um, but this one is kind of like tailor made. So, like at the very beginning of a, a song or a very beginning of a puzzle, it's just the beat, and then the more you the more you match up and stuff like that, it starts kicking in the chorus, and then it has mm. some some songs have lyrics, and that kicks in the lyrics. And okay. This sounds like it's, a game designed for CNC Music Factory. Sure, that'll work. Everybody dance now. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's actually a really cool little game. Um, I to be honest with you, I still prefer Super Deluxe over Sharp. <laughs> there's a couple of other modes in uh, Sharp. Like there's a Sharp mode. Whenever you complete a level, you can then replay it in Sharp mode, which is basically there's no time limit, so it's just try to match up as much as you can without. See, the more the line goes by that deletes stuff, 
and you don't have a match, so like you have just a shape sitting there that you haven't matched with anything, after like I think three or four times the line goes by, it will get deleted and your multiplier will go down. Um, so the sharp is all about not having anything get deleted because if anything, if any um, shapes remain and you lose your multiplier, you lose a life kind of thing. So it's it's a different take on the whole game. Um, I am also playing for review uh, a Musou game based no. on the based on the Berserk series. A Musou game? They don't make those games anymore. That's rare. Yeah, I know. Oh man, man, you just you just blew my mind. I thought about Rare making a Musou game. <laughs> uh, rare characters in Musou universe that actually might work. I'd play it. Yeah. But, yeah, um, that, that I play a lot of them. I play a lot of Musou games. Mm-hmm. Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, uh, One Hyrule, Piece. Hyrule Warriors? Hyrule Warriors. <laughs> I haven't I, played Dragon Quest. Uh, oh, that's the best. Oh, that one's good. That one's really good. That one's, that one's pretty good. But I think the only Musou game that I finished in recent years is the Hyrule Warriors. Yeah. Mostly because of the, the presentation. Also, it was a shorter game than the other ones a lot of times, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I still hold the fact that I think Pirate Warriors 2 is one of the best Musou games I've ever played. Luffy. Mm-hmm. Luffy. I mean, I know nothing of Pirate or I know <laughs> nothing of One Piece. But I sat there and played the living shit out of that game. You got rubber band hands. Yeah. I prefer Zoro. What is three swords? Yeah. With his three swords, yeah. Got one in his mouth. But um yeah, I'm playing Berserk Band of the Hawk. Um and uh I know a little bit about Berserk. I watched a little bit of the anime, I've seen multiple movies. Uh, uh what have you seen? Like, have you seen the new new anime movies? Is that what you've seen? I saw a couple of the older ones from like the nineties, I think. Uh, yeah. And then I I didn't see the newest one. I saw the second to the newest one, which was the one where they brought in that weird CG shit. Oh yeah, that's not great. No, um, but I'm relatively familiar with Berserk. Um, I always thought it was a very depressing story. Um, but this one, I mean, they go through a ton of berserk stuff. Uh, they start out in like what they call the golden age, which is where guts joins up with the, the band of Hawk. And, um, I, I find this game boring. Yeah. I don't know what it is because I've played a lot of Musou games and I don't find them half as boring as this one. Is it the presentation of the story or is it because you already know the story or what do you think it is? I think it's the gameplay because in a Musou game, it's usually fast and flashy. Uh huh. In this one, it feels like all the characters are slow and methodical and... Just they do have the exact same attacks. There's Wait, no. Are you, are, are you saying like guts controls the same as like Casca or something? They, they I'm, I, they're some of them may feel slightly faster, 
but the entire gameplay, nothing gets changed up. Hmm. So I there's just, no like character progression for you know continuously playing the game or anything like that. Oh yeah, you level up and stuff. I mean, it's a straight up Muso game. You level up, you can equip stuff, you can um, shop for better equipment, you can find mm-hmm. um, stuff that makes your equipment better. Um, and it's all just that you know boosting stuff. Um, as far as I can tell, there's only one Muso attack. And they, it always looks the exact same. Um, Don't you have to build up like your blood rage meter or something? Yeah. So in this one, when you attack and get hit, you're, there's a meter that that basically goes into frenzy mode or fury mode. Um, and when you activate fury mode, that when you attack in fury mode, you then dismember people. You will cut them in half, cut off arms, heads, stuff like that. And every time you do that, you fill up another meter that allows you to do your ultimate light muso attack. I think it's called the God obliteration attack, or so it's 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 something like you know decimation attack or something like that. Mm. Um, but those always look the exact same. Well, I feel like Muso games have always been repetitive. Like, you're always pressing the same kind of attack. You're seeing the same animations over and over again. Um, but like you said, I think it comes down to you just, there's some kind of a progression to it all, right? You kind of go for it. Like, for example, you were playing that One Piece game. You like it a lot, right? Yeah. So tell me the between what makes that game good as a Muso game. You're doing the same kind of thing, really. Compared to the Berserk game that you don't like? Well, there's a couple of things. So the Berserk game, they go by the story. So Mm -hmm. there are plenty of times where you will be playing through the story and they'll have you with a one-on-one fight. So let's say there's a fight. There's plenty of times where fucking Guts takes on Griffin. And there's nobody else on the battlefield. It's just you versus him. And... That is some of the most boring ass shit I have ever played in my life because it's always, oh, he blocks, blocks, blocks. Then you shatter his block. Then you give maybe two or three hits in and then you do the exact same thing over again. And then the one on one fights, you don't build up your meter fast enough to do like an ultimate attack. I don't know. I just like, I am not feeling this game at all. That's too bad, because uh, I've enjoyed Berserk for a long time now. And that's one of the first animes I actually ended up watching, as far as, like, actual actual anime goes. Something yeah. that wasn't, like, you know, Dragon Ball or something like that, that I re- used to read, like, as a comic book. And I was really impressed, and um, it feels like it's it's kind of made for Buso, because uh, a lot of the battles within the story takes place on the battlefield, so it makes sense for Berserk to have a Muso game. And Guts himself is known as uh, you know hundred man slayer. You know he's yeah. a guy that can swing his you know his giant sword once and has cut down ten enemies. And for that guy to be in the Muso game, yeah, okay, that makes that makes perfect sense. But you what, what you're telling me right now that does seem like they made some poor implementations. Like you shouldn't have one on one duels with Muso assistant man. Like that doesn't work. That's no. that's dumb. It's it's boring as shit and yeah. it's just not fun. The but I will say this: um, the cutscenes, the anime cutscenes, and there's a lot of them. 
mm-hmm. are fucking phenomenal. Nice. They're they're some of the best looking visually I've seen in a long time. Um, now, granted, there are plenty of those where it's just like you know the silhouettes of people talking kind of thing. Um, but when and and they happen like mid game too, like you'd be in the middle of a battle and then it cuts to uh, anime cutscene, and those are always so well done. So I mean, they still have that berserk look and feel to them, mm-hmm. but the gameplay is just so boring. Like I just I I don't know. Like I yeah, a Muso game can be boring at times, but. I have never been more bored of a Muso game than this one. Drew, let me let me correct you there. Muso game is boring all the time. Okay, so all the t- and then it's punctuated by a few good moments here and there. That's how I feel about Muso games in general. Yeah, but I don't, I like it, I don't know what it is because I've played other Muso games, like the One Piece games. I actually really enjoyed. I don't know what it is about this game that they have done. It's it's like it's hard to explain. I think it's too slow. I yep. think I think um, the one-on-one battles are uh, crap, and there's a good amount of them. I've done at least three so far, uh, just like slowly progressing through the story, and I'm just like, I'm not feeling this at all. Too bad. Yeah, I don't know. I I'll, I'm gonna keep playing because like I only got to download it yesterday because that's when my internet came back up. So um, I'm gonna keep playing it. Um, that review is gonna be super late, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. It's, I'm just not feeling it. And I was kind of excited for that game because I mean, yeah, I know Berserk. Sure, I've seen a good amount of the stuff. Um, excited for a Musou game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when they announce yeah. Hyrule Warriors Special Edition for the Switch, I'll be there day one. I played the shit out of Hyrule Warriors. It was so good. I played, I played a good amount of Hyrule Warriors myself. <sighs> yeah, I, I beat it. I also beat like. Fate Extella, that was another Musu game that I played recently too, but I'm never really glad that I beat them. I'm just kind of like, I'm glad that's out of the way kind of thing, you know? Mm. I started it and I ended up finishing it, so that's nice, but the takeaway from the actual experience is kind of, you kind of shut your brain off and you press the same two buttons over and over again, and then hopefully you'll get to the end sooner than later. But I just, I guess I just play too many of those games for review and stuff like that. Just kind of lost the thread. Yeah. Um, I also played a lot of The Witcher Three. Witcher. Yeah. The Witcher. Tell me, tell me your progress in the game, man. How far you gotten? Um, I have, for the most part, finished up the Bloody Baron stuff. Nice. Um, I I did the whole thing with Thoughts? him. I th- this is some of the best fucking crazy writing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what was uh, uh let's say spoilers for people who haven't done the Bloody Baron post. So and if you don't want to know the solution or the various different solutions that you can have then, you know, tune out for now. But which solution did you end up going for? I went with not killing the um what's it called the uh no, no, it turns into a lumberjack. Oh, it turns into it if you okay. Uh, a botchling. Yeah, the botchling. Mm-hmm. I t- I chose not to kill the botchling and turn it into a lumberkin. Um, that whole thing was just so fucking strange. It because it, the lore in this game in this entire series is like here's a supernatural thing that <laughs> nobody's ever fucking heard of, and it only happens because of these small. 
very small, precise things that happen. So a botchling only happens whenever there is a, a miscarriage and nobody wants it and they don't give it a proper burial. And I'm like, how many times in the, the history of man has that happened? And a then lot. like and then you can turn it into well yeah but I mean a miscarriage but I, I don't know it's so weird like this this crazy lore mm. and then you're like okay well I can turn it into a lumberkin the fuck is a lumberkin <laughs> you know and, and you're like oh and here's how you do it you, you gotta take the dead body and you gotta bury it at your fucking doorstep and then wait a day and then it comes back <laughs> and I'm just like what the fuck the the, the occult and the supernatural are, are are weird in that way it's very meticulous the steps that you gotta follow. He yeah. still he still hasn't met Johnny. Mm. I still have <laughs> I still have nightmares about Johnny sometimes. Uh, what what a handsome handsome boy! No 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 yeah, no. Yes, but oh. I've um yeah I've I've progressed the story a little bit. I finally found Jennifer. Oh oh wow! That only took a that only took like five hours. Oh you ain't no. And then now I'm looking for Siri. Have you have you seen a unicorn yet? Oh don't, no, that's way I have, later. I have not seen a unicorn. That's way later. <laughs> I know what the unicorn is about, though. Yeah, there's enough okay. memes on the internet about the unicorn. Yeah, um, I what I what I like about that game, without going into any spoilers uh, in particular, is that like, you know, when you play a game where you can have sex. You go out of your way to go have sex with as many people as you can as possible, right? Yeah. And, you know, that has that can have some consequences here and there. Just just for saying. Yeah. I um I really like this game a lot. <laughs> I, I have to I have to ask, Jay, you you've played a lot of this game. Yeah. Did you play two ends against the middle? Two ends against the middle? Yeah. I mean, are you, you talking about the outcome? You're talking about banging. Uh huh. Did, did you play two ends against the middle? Mm. Maybe. Okay. There's a, there's a cutscene for that, and I got it because I couldn't help yeah. myself. It's very interesting. Yeah. Like that. Uh, like you did like 30 hours ago doesn't manifest for like 30 hours. And then Witcher has, I think, Witcher 2, Witcher 1, Witcher 3, they all have one particular quest line that's there for comic relief and nothing else. And Witcher 3 has, I think, the best one of the three, in my opinion. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know, comes the boys get a little rowdy at nighttime, get a little drunk. I don't, I don't know if I know what you're referring to. I'm not gonna say anything specific because I don't want to ruin it for Drew. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, don't. yeah, don't, don't, don't worry about it. When you get there, Drew, you'll laugh your ass off. It's awesome. Okay. Um, but it's crazy because that game is like you go to the bulletin boards and they want you to do this hunt, and I look at the quest line. And it's like, oh, this requires you to be level twenty something. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, you come and back like, to that. I'm just, I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna obviously have to come back to this. Like, that's the thing. Is like. It, it, this is like D and D levels, where you know if you're two or three levels below something, you're gonna get the fucking shit kicked out of you. Mm-hmm. And I, I was trying to do a hunt where I was, and it's so cool how they handle these hunts because it, it's such a long ass quest line of 
my my husband's missing. All right. Well, let me go find him. Now go track, find out where he is. Oh shit! Looks like somebody got hurt here. And then you're like, okay, well, let's follow the blood trail, and it leads to this house. And you're like, oh shit! There's claw marks everywhere. It looks like something of a beast. And then you try and figure out what beast it is, and it turns out it's a fucking werewolf. Now we gotta track down the werewolf. And they're like, whoa, wait a minute, I gotta get prepared to fight the werewolf first. I need to go find a bunch of shit and then make it oils and, and then take, drink a bunch of potions and shit. And then I find the werewolf and it's been like three hours later. And this is a fucking side quest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy shit, this is like, I mean, in any other game, this would have been like a main story thing. Oh yeah. And this is like a small little side quest. There's like, and- 40 different types of creatures you fight in that game, too. Yeah. With their own, like, lore and, and everything that you gotta actually look into. Yeah. yeah it's pretty crazy. The yep. And, um, I still can't beat that fucking werewolf because yeah. it's, it's level 7 and I'm level 5. And it keeps regenerating its fucking health and I can't stop it from doing that. Uh, I think you can actually set it on fire to make sure it can regenerate its health. Okay. I may yeah, have to do that. I'm, I've been using cursed oil and. I use the silver bombs. What uh, signs are you using mostly? Um, I usually, to be honest with you, uh, depending on the the, the enemy, uh, I use the ard, which knocks them back. Because mm-hmm. uh, usually, if I damage a guy and then use that, it knocks him down, and I can go in and just kind of stab him while he's on the ground for an instant kill. You can't do that with werewolves. Yeah, uh, I recommend using Quen for the shield, so you. You get a free like one or two hits before he breaks the shield. Yeah, and also either the fire thing and just to set him on fire so he can't uh, regenerate and things like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that game is fantastic. There's a reason why it, it won pretty much everybody's game of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the one game of the year this year. <laughs> <laughs> RPG for, of for the DLC. year. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, the it's like. It kind of sucks because it feels like other actual full release games are kind of got the jip in that way. But at the same time, I can I can see their point because it is a full content, you know. It is like a 50, 60 hour game for Blood and Wine. So I get it. You know, if you nominate it, if you voted for it, it, it makes sense to me. Uh, they do so many nice things in that game too where it's like, okay, this is the level requirement. But I love the fact that I can open up my quest log Mm -hmm. and it pops up saying this is for hearts of stone and this is for blood and wine which means avoid these fucking things you know rather than me going there and then getting my ass kicked drew's drew's having a wonderful time with that interface that took a year yeah that's we we we, we played that shit when it was raw son yeah, that's that, yeah. that's one of the great things about waiting two years to play this game <laughs> is that I have all the patches. Yeah, you have no idea what that game looked like without patches, and you never should play that game without patches. Woo. Also, I still think Geralt controls like ass. Have you tried both uh, ways of controlling him? I, I did the... I'm guessing it went ahead and turned it to the quote-unquote better one. Well, it's dependent upon how you prefer to play. Like, the one, he has to build up momentum, and the other one, he just goes. Yeah. That's the difference between the two. I don't know which one I prefer, actually. They both kind of suck. Yeah. Really? I, I, I think he controls fine. Uh, I mean, he controls better than he did in Witcher 2, and um, you got to just use your roll momentum 
well. So, you know, your dodge and evasion and stuff like that. There's there's no invincibility frames in that stuff. You actually need to actually dodge out of the way of things. Oh, that, I'm not talking about combat-wise. I'm talking about, hey, there's a chest on the ground and I can't fucking <laughs> oh, touch it. Oh, are you talking about, like, oh, there's a candle on top of this chest. Please I'm trying to open out. this chest, <laughs> but I'm turning on, on and off the candle, like, eight yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that, that's okay. my shit. I can't stand. No, I'm yeah, fine with combat. Yeah, okay. no, no, yes, yeah, it's, it's just the small stuff like trying to pick up something off the ground. <laughs> that I and, end up uh, like, fucking, I don't know, doing something else. You'd have a hard time bending over in that armor too. Well, let's be fair. It's true. And uh, Drew, how are you feeling about Gwent, buddy? You know, I've kind of avoided it a little bit this time dude, around, dude. Collect every single rare card you can. There's like a massive chest, massive like quest chain involving Gwent alone, and it spans throughout the continents. And there's so many rewards that you can get just by playing Gwent. You can get stupid amounts of money. You can get gear. You can get experience up the ass. It's crazy, and it's fun too. We just say no to Gwent. No man, just play it. It's I fine. I it's, never. It's, I played the tutorial that I had to play, and I never touched it again. This is it's great. It's great. I had the rarest cards. I, I just wrecked everybody at the end of it. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I played uh played a lot of The Witcher Three. Um, I also played um, Mass Effect Three for Phoenix mm-hmm. Down. Uh, jumped into some of the multiplayer this morning. Holy shit! There's still a ton of people playing that multiplayer. Is the multiplayer good? Yeah. Okay. What Always is it? Was. Is it like PvP or co-op? It's a horde mode kind of thing. Ah, okay. Um, and it's really well done. And they got a ton of classes. Like, they added a whole bunch of classes and different races and stuff like that. Um, it's extensive. But I did. I played probably about three or four matches of that this morning. Really well done. Um, that's it, though, I think. I think that's all I played. Cool. Yeah. Okay. You want to talk about right. some video games? Sure. I still can't talk about my two review games, but I'll say that I finished them. Going to write up the review today. I'll give them. I'll send them over to Ken, uh, so they can go can go up uh, next week. And um, I play some new games actually. You know, I, as much as I love Hearthstone when it first came out, and I did play for basically a year off and on, more or less. I kind of fell out of it with it after after so long. Even though my collection is pretty good, I can make some make some nice decks and everything, but it just felt like the game was going in a direction where it was very one-dimensional in a lot of ways because you kind of kept running into the same kind of decks over and over again, and um, it just they just kept adding more and more RNG elements to it where it feels like the course of the game wasn't decided by the skill of the players as much as it should comparable to, let's say, something like a coin toss where, you know, something hits the mark or you don't get certain draws and whatnot. I get that there is always RNG involved in uh, card games, but in Hearthstone in particular, I feel like it, they just kind of went off the went off the edge with that game. So I tried an alternative that people have been recommending me for ages now called Shadowverse. You heard of this, uh, Ken? I've heard the name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made by Psy Games. They do a lot of mobile games and stuff like that. And they do, I think they're the people responsible for Grand Blue something that's a very popular mobile game. Grand Blue Sis something. I, I know what you're talking about. I don't, I've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah. it. 
I basically like everyone that well, I would say like fifty, sixty percent of the people that I know on Twitter play it. So they always put stuff on my timeline about it. So it's kind of kind of constantly in my face. So they made a uh, another card game called like Bahamut or something like that. It's Breath <laughs> of the some whatever. It's like BOF or whatever. And then they made another sequel follow up to it, kind of called Shadowverse. So I tried that game out and. Uh, when I started up, I got gifted like forty-five different packs of cards. Sure. So, yeah, you know it's fun opening up packs of cards, man. Like just seeing like all the stuff like pop up. Like, oh, this one's a legendary. This one's an animated legendary. And I have no idea what these cards do, so I glass over them. I kind of click on them to see their effects. I'm like, I'm starting to get an idea of like, oh, this might be really good. This kind of seems bad. So I did that for like an hour, which is opening cards and looking at them, which was pretty fun in its own. So this is a free-to-play game, so you can just kind of you know download it and do this yourself. Uh, but once I actually got into the game, there's a story mode for the, all the classes, which have like a hero assigned to them. And once you start doing those, you unlock new character, uh, new new cards for the for the class, and also basic rewards like more gold, more dust, more vials, so to speak, um, to craft new cards so they can make a full set so i did that for a while um the game itself seems pretty good um it's presented well it has tons of fan service in terms of how the cards look like oh man there's like 80 percent of the cards like scantily clad chicks like drawn by various different art artists most of them um the illustration work is pretty nice but Oh man, they went they went crazy with the fans. Is it like, is like smite levels of of boobage? Uh, I don't I don't I have never actually played smite, so I don't know. Okay, like almost every character in smite is like half mm-hmm. naked. Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, you know, they're wearing various amounts of clothes, but you can definitely tell that they're going for that. Like, oh, mm-hmm. whoever plays this game must like anime titties. Is what I feel like. <laughs> Because oh, they, they whoever plays video face. games must like anime. <laughs> I guess I guess anime titties is pretty widespread nowadays. But uh, Shadowverse in particular, hey man, if you play Hearthstone and think to yourself, I wish there was more anime titties in Hearthstone. There's Shadowverse for you. You know, go go ahead. Um, what I'll say is that the free to free to uh, play aspect of it seems okay. You get daily rewards for just logging on. There's daily missions and stuff like they can do for more gold. They're pretty generous with their cards, and whenever they put out a new expansion, they give a lot of like ten, fifteen, uh, was it decks to everybody, which is actually pretty generous. Whenever something new comes out for like Hearthstone, you get like three or like at maximum nine with a bunch of quests done and stuff like that. So there's also an arena type thing called Take Two, where you pick between. Four, uh, like four sets of cards where you have to pick two of them and then you use those use that deck that you just created to kind of go against other people that did the same kind of process so kind of taking out the whole idea of people you know been playing longer they have better cards they have an advantage not not so much in that mode because everyone kind of gets random cards more or less so i'm having fun with it um but i don't think i'm gonna get too serious from the competitive side because like you can have three cards of any type in that deck in a deck, and um, getting three legendaries, like three of the same legendaries, is very, very difficult and very, very demanding as far as the cost goes. So if you want to make the optimal deck that you want to climb the ladders and go to the top with, then that's going to be actually pretty expensive to build. So I'm not going to be doing that. But I'll play some Take-Two. Uh, I'll have some fun uh, 
doing some private matches with some friends that also played. Um, and it's, it's free. You know, if anything that I said uh, just now interests you, go ahead and check it <laughs> out. It's on Steam. Yeah, anime titties. That's a that's a that's a that's a big selling point. So, I, you know. I, I guess. Hey man, you you love those Senran Kagura games, so you tell me. Bro. No, no, no. You love those. I've played Ken, Ken and one Drew of them. Loves those games. I've yeah. played one of. Them. You know, aren't they making uh like a Splatoon version of that game? Oh God! What? Um, I I forget where I read this, but they're making like a Splatoon version of the game, but it's like wet T-shirts. Okay, how does that work then? So you just you I, have, I, like, do you really need you to ask this question? No, but you made the uh, comparison to Splatoon, and you're shooting on you're the shooting ground. water at each other, and you're going to hit each other. So whoever whoever gets the most wet loses. I, I guess, guess. I, I don't know. I just know somebody sent a link to that in a Twitter <laughs> post somewhere. I was like, ah. Well, you know, make sure you get that review copy and as soon as you know you can for you and Drew. Uh, I'm sure you guys will enjoy that co-op play. <laughs> no, no, this, those games, they have a market. I'm glad that they exist for those people, but it's not really for Those me. people. Those, well, I don't mean that as a derogatory term, but yes, you know you what do. I mean. Yes, you no, do. I don't. No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> people have different tastes. I have, I have weird tastes in games myself, so I mean... Oh, speaking of weird tasting games, uh, I played a new indie game called Night in the Woods. You guys heard of this one? I have heard actually, of this game. I have heard of this game, yeah. Yeah, um, and rightfully so. This game is actually kind of awesome. It's an adventure game. Uh, it's like a 2D side-scrolling adventure game where you play as May. She's like a cat. And these are like... Uh, they're, they're animals, right? But they stand upright, they walk on two feet, and they wear clothing. You know what I mean? So I can't say the word. Anthropomorphic. <laughs> God, we are all terrible at this. Like I'm not even attempting it because that's how bad I am at uh, saying that. Anthropomorphic animals. Yeah, you know what word we're talking about? Yeah, those, those animals. They, 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 they talk. Feet. Uh, well, they have they have paws still. Well, but I mean, but they they have arms and legs. They stand upright. That's anthropomorphic. They're animaniacs, right? That's uh, about right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just man. love that shit. Back in the day. Is, this a, is this still on Netflix? You know, do a little is, it, is, it, is it on Netflix? It was. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it is. Okay. What, uh, what was that uh, superhero show that was made Freakazoid. by Freakazoid. Yeah, Freakazoid. Yeah, that was also a pretty funny show. Freakazoid was fantastic. What was the. Hey, it hey. was Dot and. Wacko, Yakko, and Wacko, Dot. Wacko, Yakko, and Dot. That's right. That's right. <laughs> because it's it's the Warner Brothers. Yeah, the Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Candle Jack. Hello, nurse. Oh, <laughs> uh, they they made some really dirty jokes back in the day uh-huh. when they were talking because we were too young. Dude, Freakazoid came on prime time. Did it? Yeah. I don't. I don't remember. That was those were the days when I used to watch like Batman the animated show, and then like Warner Brothers and. Um, no, that was on Fox, and I think Warner Brothers had the Animaniacs and Freakazoid, right? Uh, was well, they all on Fox, or they, was it on they Eleven? Were, they were all on Fox. Okay. Yeah. Either way, anyway. Uh, Warner Brothers. Anyway, uh, going back to this game, um, Night in the Woods sounds like it might be like some kind of a horror game, right? Very tense kind of experience, but it is not. It's really not a horror game. 
It's it's about like a it's about a group of misfits and goofballs, more or less. So you play as this character May. She's a cat, and she case came back from college uh, after dropping out. Things didn't work out, or whatever. She's still very self conscious about it. But uh, she's back home after a few years, and she's trying to like reconnect with her friends. But they're all like very really funny characters, and um, like a character in particular that I really like is is like a dog slash like fox looking thing. I'm not sure what it is, but his name is Greg, and he's super excited about everything. So, you know, May walks into his workplace and he's like, oh, my God, you're back. We're going to hang out. Yeah. And then kind of just kind of runs back and forth constantly, kind of like how excited a dog might be. Right. That's kind of like runs back and forth. And um, they're very mischievous. They're like, hey, man, you want to do some crimes? Crimes? Hell yeah. Let's I thought you were going to say crack. Hey, man. No, no, no. Do some crack. You want to do some crack? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no crack yet. Maybe later, but no crack yet. You know, only as far as alcohol so far. But it's just really endearing. The characters, the writing is really clever. It's genuinely funny, which is something that is hugely important because we don't have enough funny games in the industry, in my opinion. We have a lot of really tense, dramatic games, but like games that are genuinely funny, you can you can count them basically on your hands. So this is certainly one of them. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, the puzzle elements are very light. You don't really have to do much. The uh, artwork is um, done really well. It's this uh, very colorful. It kind of reminds me of the South Park games because the way the, the paper cutouts are done and stuff like that. But it animates really smoothly, fluidly as well. Um, yeah, I'm just like, shit. Like I, I was really impressed. I, I didn't think much of this game. I thought it was I thought it was gonna be a horror game and you know me, I love horror games, so that's why that's why I decided to check it out, but it ended up being something completely different that I'm uh, enjoying quite a bit. I'm gonna keep playing it. It's, uh, it's out out or is it like early access or something? Oh it's out. It's out. Okay. I think it's actually out on everything. I'm playing on PC, but um it should also be out on PS4 and Xbox One. Maybe? I did not Let's see it in the releases, that's why I asked if it was like Early access PC coming to console soon. I, I don't uh, it came out on the twenty first of February for the PC. It has a it has a nine out of ten review uh, for for Steam with three hundred ninety four reviews so far. It's only nineteen ninety nine, uh, so you know fairly cheap. Uh, I don't know when it's coming out on consoles actually, but I know it is. Yeah, it's not on the release list, so maybe they just haven't announced it yet. Hmm. Weird, but either way, I'm playing on Steam. I'm playing on Steam. It's, it's really good, having a good time. Uh, and uh, that's it, actually. Pretty short. I just really wanted to finish off my two review games, so that's what I did. And then the other two games, I kind of squeezed in on the side. I played more Neo as well, um, doing some co-op, like finalizing my character's build and everything. It, do you know that? Do you, what the? Do what do you think the maximum level is in that game? In Neo? Yeah. I I have no idea. 750. Sure. Yeah, 750. Sure. And I was like, I got to level 200, and I was like, oh man, this is taking, starting to take some long time to level up. I was like, the max level 750. I was like, hmm, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. I don't know about that. Uh, there are methods online that you, you can like optimize your gear and build to farm like 100 million experience per like 10 minutes. And I could probably do that, but I'm not sure if I want to go that far. I was like, if I get to max level, what am I going to do when the DLC comes out? That's going to be too easy. I don't think I want to do that. 
So yeah, I'm just kind of holding off doing some co-op here and there, but that's it. Okay. Man, Horizon comes out this week. Oh, uh, yeah. That game Definitely. feels ancient to me. <laughs> a game that's not even out yet feels ancient to you. Well, aren't you the lucky star? It's it's it, it was just it's it's not about being lucky or or, or you know humble bragging or whatever, but mm-hmm. like it feels weird people talking about it. Like I just felt like that game has been out yeah. for a while, um, and it kind of goes back to you know I've reviewed a hell of a lot of big games recently, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I've had any time to breathe. You know, it I has started, been a non-stop just hits, man. Like yeah, like I and then like I didn't even review all the games. Like I picked up Gravity Rush because you were so high on it, and I got like ten hours into it, and then I had to review something that I've never been able to go back to. But that game is big. Um, mm-hmm. And then I reviewed Yakuza. Man, I probably didn't see twenty percent of that game, and I spent forever in that game. Yeah, you know, and then I reviewed Horizon. 25 hours more. I, I played a little bit of that this week, going back and doing some side stuff. And now I'm playing Zelda. Yep. <laughs> and I and I have a Switch. Yes, you do. So you, you have a brand new Nintendo console. A brand new Nintendo Switch, which is coming out on Friday. That is a nice piece of hardware. Nintendo Tell us about it. Yeah, Nintendo has made a very nice piece of hardware, so... It's exactly what you're expecting. It's heavier when you're playing in tablet mode than I thought it was going to be. Um, it's a very nice screen. Think of it as about equivalent of maybe an iPad mini. A little smaller, maybe. Um, it's got a real nice touch interface. feels good when you touch uh, touch the screen. It doesn't feel like the Wii U, which feels very not good. Um the controllers are fine when you're in tablet mode. They feel very akin to like a Vita. Like the analog sticks feel very Vita. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot comment on the D-pad for something like a fighting game because, well, the only game I have is Zelda. And the D-pad is used for switching between items. So it's mm. fine. Um, I do not like the triggers. Uh, it's worth noting that the triggers on the Switch system are not analog. They are digital. So there's no, like, give to them. They're just clicks. Um, but no, it's... it's That thing is exactly what they've advertised it as, and it works extremely well. Like, the interface on the system is very minimalistic, very slick. Uh, boots up real fast. Uh, you can navigate through all the menus extremely quickly. We still do not have access to online. We do not have access to the patch. Um, so I have not been able to see the eShop or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everything looks and feels good. Um, the the dock is literally a piece of plastic that has a USB-C charger. Uh, also, I think, three USB ports, two in the back. It's got a nice little slot that opens in the back. Um, think of it like um, like a monitor where you can pop open the back, plug in your HDMI, plug in your charger, and then snap up uh, the thing and then run your cables out the side. It's actually really nice. Um, the switch slides right into it. It's, I mean, it, it feels really good. Uh, it's literally instantaneous when you take it off. 
Uh, then it goes straight into tablet mode. Uh, so it's seamless. Feels really good. Um, yeah. The Joy-Cons, as I mentioned, they're a little too small for me. I don't like the triggers. I don't like the analog sticks. Face buttons are fine. Um, it feels good in tablet mode. Other than, like I said, it's kind of a little heavy. Um, the, I, uh, tell me about the screen. Uh, what is it? Is it an OLED screen, or is it just an LED screen, or what is it? I can't tell. Um, I think it's just an LED screen. I don't think it's OLED. Okay. Um, but it, it's real sharp. Looks real good. Uh, it does have a resolution of 720, so there is that. Okay. Um, Zelda seems to run a little better in tablet mode than on TV mode, which is weird. Really? I thought in tablet mode it was supposed to go into like overdrive and then put out more of the well, processing power. You get the you get the higher resolution, mm-hmm. but I think the frame rate. I mean, maybe it's just uh-huh. me, but frame rate feels a little framey on both. So, Are you telling me Zelda has a frame rate problem right now? It doesn't have a problem, but it doesn't run at a locked thirty. I will tell you that. Mm. It definitely dips. Okay. Um. I love fucking cartridges. <laughs> I put, ah, those things are so small, I'm actually kind of afraid of them. I'm afraid of the size of them, but do you know how fucking great it felt to pop a cartridge in, boot the game, and play? No installation required, right? Nope. No loading. Just boom. Although they will do updates that you're going to have to wait for. Well, of course, obviously. There'll still be some, you know, some modern style to those those games, and, and and that's a good thing. You can fix things that are wrong with games. That's fine. But, I mean, anybody who owns an Xbox One or a PS4, you've had to pop in a disc and then wait 25 minutes for it to install and then another half hour for it to download the patch <laughs> and then on PS4 another 20 minutes for that patch to install and then boot the game up and then find out you need another patch. or And that's when you buy the disc. You know, when you buy this, you pop the cartridge in, boom, comes right up, super fast, feels good. Um, and goddamn Zelda. Uh, can you talk about how the save system works? Does it save to the system or does it save to the cartridge? Well, it saves to the system. Okay. So okay. there's uh, a, there's an internal storage where you can manage things like your screenshots and your game mm-hmm. saves. All right. Okay, that's good because that's one of the issues that I had to, with the 3DS, man. Like. I was playing a game on, um, you know, I gamefly the 3DS game, right? And I returned it, and I was like, oh, this game is on sale. I can go back to it and finish it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. My save along when went back with the gamefly the copy. I was like, oh, damn it. I was like, oh. Yep. The save is on uh-huh. the system. Uh, you can manage game saves. You can manage screenshots. There's a screenshot area in the main menu called the album, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a little screenshot button right on the controller. Uh, is it true that they say they're going to allow you to capture footage at one point or another? That, they've said that. Right now, you just hit it and boom, it takes an instant screenshot. Okay. It, I mean, there's there's nothing fancy about it. It just snaps whatever's on the screen at that particular time. If you can hit those buttons. I mean, I have normal size hands, so... Things like the plus and minus and home mm-hmm. and screenshot button are very, very tiny. I I wish you had a game where you could have played two-player, because I want to hear about <laughs> holding that thing <laughs> with two of your hands and trying to play a game on it. That's something that I really want to hear 
the impression of like I want to hear people playing Mario Kart and then getting like arthritis in their hands after five minutes of play. I don't. Uh. I don't want to hold both of those controllers in the grip. Like even that feels tiny to me. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to fathom holding one of those controllers <laughs> sideways. It's like holding up a, a, a little infant's hand. You know, you gotta be <sighs> gentle, man. You gotta, super, you gotta be nice. Super small. It was. A, it's so small. It's so small. <laughs> so, so small. It's so small. <laughs> like I don't. I don't know how you could do it. I mean, I guess if you had to in a pinch, mm. sure. But I don't, I don't want any part of that. Like, I am dying to get my Pro Controller, which we weren't one of the cool kids that got the big package with the Pro Controller and, you know, the Amiibos. So I don't know what... I've heard the Pro Controller's pretty good. Uh, I did scan an Amiibo just to see what mm-hmm. happens. Uh, you literally tap the Amiibo on the right analog stick. Uh, in place, but sure. You can register it to the system. I don't know how this works yet. So I'm thinking maybe you can register all your amiibos to the system and never have to scan them again, and that would be fucking awesome. Mm. Like, I would really dig that. But unfortunately, the only amiibos that work right now for Zelda are the Zelda amiibos. They didn't send me. So... Well, does a Twilight Princess amiibo work? Uh, you know, I don't know. I have that one. Give maybe. it a try. I think it might work. I will have to try that one. Yeah, I scanned the Link amiibo, thinking that would work, but it just said, "Okay, your amiibo is stored." It doesn't mm. do anything. So, um, you can create a me if you want to. You don't have to. You can actually pick a profile picture of a Nintendo character, and just to troll Nintendo, I pick Zero Suit Samus. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you're not going to put Metroid on my console, Nintendo, I damn sure will. They're like, who is this? Why are we putting this uh, strange-looking character on our system? Hey, she's in there twice. She's in there in the Metroid outfit, and she's in there in the uh, Zero Suit outfit. Oh, must be some homage to some unknown indie character. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know what that is. I did create a me, just to, you know, checking out the system. Sure. Pretty much same standard stuff: weird eyebrows and noses and things like that. So uh, now your account is done through your username and not your friend ID or whatever, right? I don't know yet. You don't know yet. It's the same as every Nintendo system. You name your account, so I, I everything I build, I always name it Zero. Um, but I can't tie it to my Nintendo account yet, because I can't update the system, because the update's not available yet. Yeah, I mean, things going to be out in like a week and a half. No. It's but, less than a week. Well, it's less it's, than- five, it's five days. Isn't it like... Oh, I'm thinking about another game that's coming out. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, March 3rd. It's out on Friday. (laughs) And then the online still don't work. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't work. They just won't... If if you try to update the system, it just comes back and says server not available. Hmm. So, it does support 5G Wi-Fi. I can confirm that. That's good. It found both of my signals in my house because I run a 5G signal and a regular uh, 2 gigahertz, 2.6 gigahertz signal. Found both of them. Yeah. But it's no, it's a nice piece of hardware. Like, it's the nicest piece of hardware Nintendo's made in years. It feels really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zelda, man. I can talk about five hours of that game, which makes no sense, because five hours of that game could take you anywhere. Dude, I would have... 
if, if I had a chance, I would have beat that game in five hours. Just to say, I can just talk about the ending now, I guess. Well, that's the thing, is I have a laundry list of things I can't tell you about, and the final boss and ending is one of those things I can't tell you about. Well, that, that clearly makes sense. But I can sure. tell you about the game. Okay, please. So, it is an open-world Zelda game. Um, for all of those people who bitched about things like Skyward Sword and Twilight Princess... You know those tutorial levels that take, you know, five, six, ten hours to get through? Mm-hmm. You're up and running in Breath of the Wild in about 15 minutes. I like that. Yeah, you literally start, you've, you've probably seen it, like you wake up in the little pool or whatever, you stand up, you walk outside, boom, let's go. Um, there is obviously a little tutorial that gives you a little bit of direction. Uh, if you do that, it's probably about a half hour to run through all of that. Like I said, 15 minutes if you skip all the, the dialogue. And then it's your world. You do what you want, when you want. You go where you want. You play it how you want to play it. And the biggest thing about this, and this was obviously a concern and also an exciting thing coming into this, is Nintendo's never really done a big kind of open world game like this in... For example, like they've never tried to make their Skyrim, for lack of a better mm-hmm. way to say it. Um, and Zelda Breath of the Wild's world is massive. And I can't state that enough. Like People talk about how big open world games are. This might be the biggest one. It's really fucking big. Okay. See, Ken, like, I care so little about the size of the world. I care about what inhibits it. What's in how it. Much, That's, yeah. I'm getting there. Okay. Please. So the Nintendo you know flavor to this is that it's not an open world like oh I don't know like just cause or uh, I don't want to say Grand Theft Auto because the guys at Rockstar say what you will about them but their open worlds are real fucking unique. Like they feel alive. Yeah. This feels alive. Like nothing in this game feels the same. It feels like every blade of grass, every rock, every tree, every creature, everything you encounter in this world feels like the developers handcrafted it. Which, when you compare it in size to how big it is, is overwhelmingly fucking impressive. So, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. I know that the world's alive, I get it. Are there things to do in that world that have an objective? So I've heard people describe this, you including, and I'm just like, so all right, let's let's talk with other other open world games. Mm-hmm. Let's let's say Far Cry, Far Cry Three. Mm-hmm. You had missions, you know, story missions. You could go here and do a mission here, but in between there. You could travel, and you could find things like outposts to take out. Or there was always something else to do besides doing what you needed to do to progress the story. What is your objective? When you're not doing the main objective in this game, what is your objective? Well, that's entirely up to you. So, for example, you know, we talked before the show, there's 100 shrines in the game. Um, you can't really go 
too far in any direction without bumping into one because there are so many of them. Okay. And essentially what they are is they're, for people who don't know, they're, they're basically mini dungeons. They take about 5 to 15 minutes to, to, to go through, and they're just puzzles. And every item, this isn't like a traditional Zelda game where you go through a dungeon, get an item, then you have that item, you can get to new places. In Zelda, you kind of get everything up front. In Breath of the Wild, you get everything up front. So all of these shrines can be completed. What's cool about them is that no two of them are the same. In fact, I've found one, and I'm just trying not to say things I'm not supposed to say. It's such a weird embargo. I found one that really didn't require you to do anything but get into it. Like, getting into it was the challenge. Whereas another one I got into had me do this big elaborate puzzle that I had to think and time and, you know, use all of my stuff. Um, there are those things to do. There are other things in this world, and it's it's hard to describe without actually getting into the world because everything I explain to you is not going to sound interesting unless you are a fan of Nintendo and you are a fan of Zelda. So there's a lot of character interaction. There's a lot of people you talk to. There are a lot of things you discover that are little side-off things, like, there's bosses in this world that you may never see unless you just happen to explore over into this one area. Tell me about the drive that you feel, right, to continue playing the game. Because I play games like Fallout, right, and you kind of lose the threat of the main narrative basically immediately after you start. You get distracted by this and that, you go off in different directions and whatever, and you forget what you were doing in the first place. And then at some point, because you've forgotten what you meant to do in the first place, you kind of lose focus and just kind of stop playing the game. That's, that's how I stop playing like Fallout games a lot of times. And that could totally happen here because this world is so big. What I like about this game is that your threat is always visible. Mm, that's it's, good. You that's can good. always, no matter where I've been on the map, I can always turn towards it. And I can see it, and it's very, it, it's very pronounced in the world. Is it? Is it? Is there any kind of a time limit or anything like no. that? No. Okay. There's no moon coming down to get you. Mm. There's no dawn of the last day. You're good. But okay. there is an urgency, and when you talk to characters in the game, they will say, "Hey, hey, hey, that's happening. Let me help you get there. Let me." Let me give you a little piece of the world. Um, again, trying to step over things I'm not supposed to say. How are you enjoying the character interactions with the people you meet? I enjoy it. Um, okay. They are serious enough to care about, but they're whimsical enough for you to go, yeah, this is a Zelda game. Um, how how early do you get a horse? Uh, you can get it right it? out of the, the, the... Horses are not... Okay. You don't get a Pona, okay? Oh, you don't. Okay. You get, at least I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to say you don't, mm-hmm. but there's no, like I said, there's no there's no breadcrumb. There's no main line. So, let's say you see a horse out in the world, sneak up behind it, jump on it, and if you have enough stamina, you can tame it. Once you tame it, you can take it to a stable. There, uh, Once you've come across a stable, you'll see it on the map. Um... Take it to a stable, and then you can use it. The more you use it, the more it gets comfortable with you, the more it will come to your call. 
So you basically have to tame horses. Are there big towns in this game? There are places you can go. <laughs> That's something I can't, have to step over. You can't talk about. I can't. <laughs> I can't give you detail. I can't give you names or details or things that are in this game. Okay. Um, but yes, there is are Ganondorf places. in this game? I can't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bullet list, Drew. I can't answer that question. This is embargo. In this game. Hold on, hold on. Fifth. One, two, three, four. Fifth. So you can't tell me if the, if if if, the if you have seen the, if Zelda. you have seen the trailers, they call the 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 antagonist Calamity Ganon, but I can't give you details about anything else. Okay, that's in a trailer. I, I'm you know that's something uh, Nintendo um, has put out. Is, is is there a pig? Well, there's boars running around. There's wildlife. <laughs> let me let me oh. say this: there are more there are more variety of wildlife in this game than there are in Horizon. But I still haven't seen a turkey. Uh, I don't I don't know, man. I'm, I'm not sure. Every <laughs> universe needs a turkey now. I think that's yeah, a given. I haven't seen a turkey yet. So tell me about the cooking. So there's a lot of shit to pick up in this game. And every time you pick up something new, it pops up and you know plays a little, the little Zelda sound of, hey, you found something new. And it explains to you what it is. You can eat it raw, which will give you like a half heart or a quarter heart, or sometimes you'll find a really good one that will give you like three hearts. Or you can take it to um, a campfire that has a little bowl. It has to have a bowl. You can't just put it on the fire. Um, And then you can mix these things together and concoct meals that could give you bonuses. And everything has a description so say you get like a, a a tail of a creature and it's supposedly resistant to fire or it supposedly gives you more stamina. Cook it with a beet and maybe when you eat this food, you'll get um, temporary hearts. So it'll boost your hearts up to like 20, but they'll be yellow hearts. So when you lose them, you don't get them they back. Don't come back. Yeah, yeah, they don't come back. Um you can actually do the same thing for, like, resistance. So there's a lot of elements in this game. Fire, ice, uh, electricity. Uh, lightning storms are the fucking worst in this game. If there's a lightning storm, either take all your clothes off and run around naked or go find shelter until it passes. Cause uh, get... How quickly did they pass? Um, there's the, neat, the neat thing is, is there's a little meter down the bottom that tells you what time it is, the time of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also a weather thing moving with it. And it moves in half-hour increments. usually takes about three to four minutes to move that half-hour increment. Um, and you'll see the weather pattern. So if it's a lightning storm, there's a picture of lightning. And then you can see, okay, well, in a half-hour, it's going to be sunny. So maybe I go inside somewhere and do something until the lightning storm passes. Because if the lightning strikes you, you're fucking dead. So when you go into a place, right, and there's, like, already NPCs there, do the NPCs say, get out of here, Staka? Or is that, they don't do that? No. No? <laughs> but well, you have to, because if you're, you know, taking shelter from the nature, you, you got to go in and they got to say, you know, the stalker line. It's they, will, they, will, they will comment on whether or not you have clothes. Okay. <laughs> Which, Close enough. If, if the game will warn you before you get struck by lightning. Like, it'll start this little thing that shows, like, hey. And what causes it is because you have metal. And I tell you, it's, you gotta let yourself get struck by lightning once. 
because not only does it kill you, it like uh-huh. lights the entire area where you're standing on fire. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty good. It is it, like the weather and dynamic changing stuff in this game is so amazing. And everything um, has an effect. The attention to detail that Nintendo puts into these games. So, uh, you know there's a stamina meter that you use it to climb, you use it to swim. Let's say it's raining really hard and you're trying to climb the side of a mountain. You're going to slip because it's wet. Like, that okay. shit is cool. Uh, speaking of dying, though, how uh, how's the checkpoint system like? Checkpoints are fine. It saves relatively regularly. Um, fast travel. Can you manually save. You can manually save, or you can auto save. It keeps about ten auto saves, and you can keep as many manual saves as you want. So manual saves. Now you remember in the old Zeldas, they saved from like the last room you came in. And this one, if I hit save and reload it, that's, it's going to be exactly where I'm standing. That's exactly where you're standing. Okay, good. So when you load it back up, I usually, I, I mean. I usually save whenever I'm stopped in front of a shrine or I'm stopped. There are Ubisoft towers in the game. Okay. Uh, so each one that you hit unlocks that area of the map. So. How many of those are there? I really honestly don't know. Is it annoying to climb? They're all a puzzle. Oh. And they're, Can you they're good talk, puzzles. Can you talk about the items in the game? Items. Uh, you mean the stuff you get at the very beginning? Sure. Yeah, that's in the first five hours. You've seen them in the trailers. Uh, there's the magnet. So you can pick up metal objects with the magnet and move them. Um, there's the stasis. So the stasis, if you can imagine, it's a Zelda game, it's Nintendo. They're pretty clever with puzzles, right? The stasis allows you to freeze an object in time. Now, once like that object... So the like dead a space, dead space stasis, right? So you freeze it in time; it doesn't move. Okay. You can hit this item to build up momentum, and then once the stasis ends, all that force hits it at once and moves it. So okay. they implement that into puzzles a lot. Bombs are an item. There are two types of bombs. There's bomb, regular bombs that you can throw, and there are remote bombs. That you can sit down. I think really the only difference between the two is the remote bombs have a flat bottom on their surface. So you can put them on top of things without worrying about them rolling away. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought there was one more. I was trying to think of it. Shit. No hookshot boomerang. Boomerangs are just weapons. But you have to catch them if you throw them. (laughs) Um... And, uh, you know, we talked about it before the show, but weapons all degrade. Wait, even your sub-weapons? Uh, boomerangs are just weapons. You you have three sets of weapons. You have swords, boomerangs, you know, spears, staffs. You have bow and arrows, and then you have shields. So there's no hookshot in this game? Not that I've seen. Oh, wow. man. No hookshot in a Zelda game. That's weird. Yeah. Cool. Not the first time it's happened. Uh... Okay. Well, I'm just saying, it's not the first time the Zelda games not had a hookshot. I'm just used to having hookshots in Zelda games. What about a fire wand? I found one. You found a fire wand? Yeah. From an enemy cool. that I can't tell you about, but... Alright. <laughs> it's such a weird embargo. You kind of got to go into this game expecting it to be... So, on one hand, 
you've always known what Zelda was. You've always known what Zelda is. You've always wanted Zelda to evolve. This is that game. This is taking the small ideas that they implemented in A Link Between Worlds and full-blown that shit in A Breath of the Wild. This is a new Zelda game. There are a lot of times where you will feel like you're in a Zelda game, the things you're thinking of, but you'll also forget about those traditions and embrace the way the game is now. No, having uh, obviously you can't give your final thoughts. Um, no, I'm no. sure that's yeah part of it. But from your impression of the game so far, do you feel like this is the right direction that the Zelda uh, Zelda is going? You know, as as a as a franchise. I feel very good about where this game is. Okay, great. It's has the music in it. Music's good. It's subtle. It's a lot. It's a lot more subtle than past games. Uh, but it you, never, you never hear the Zelda theme. I have not heard it yet. I'm not saying it's not there, but I haven't heard it yet. Okay. There are a lot of familiar tunes. There's a lot of new tunes, and the music seems to be. The music is very environmental, and and it's very key. Like, certain music fits to certain things. Like, I know when an enemy is chasing me without even looking behind me. I know when a shrine is nearby. I know when I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Do they have, like, a save room music going on when you're safe? It's not necessarily a save room music. Uh-huh. There's just kind of an ambient music that plays when okay. you're not being attacked or you're not being spotted or things like that. It's it's very well done. Okay. So, I don't know that I will have my review done because I'm not going to get to play a lot of it this week. I am about 30... between 35 and 40 hours in. I'm not even close to being done. <laughs> so, maybe I'll talk about that game next week. I, I won't be as restricted in saying things. But I think if you were... If you were like me, and you were extremely excited about Breath of the Wild, the new Zelda, you will be happy. This will not be another Skyward Sword. Great. So. Um, well, actually... What can you tell us about the Wii U version since me and Drew are going to be playing that one? I can't tell you shit. I don't have it. No, what I mean is like, uh, do do you know any... Because I haven't followed up on the news. Mm-hmm. Is there any big differences between the two versions? or It doesn't, it it doesn't run at the same frame rate and it doesn't have... Um, uh, the, the Switch version has better audio and uh-huh. there is an install and a patch for the Wii U version before okay. you can play it. But other than that, they're the same game. Yeah, sounds fine by me. I mean, if Looking you remember, if you remember the Skyward Sword, you know, Link had an object that was kind of similar to the Wii Remote, because that's always kind of been the Zelda gimmick for a while. Is whatever the controller input, they kind of mimic that in the game. And Breath of the Wild kind of got lucky because the Switch and the Wii U both had a tablet. Mm-hmm. So Link's main gimmick in this one is he has a tablet. What you do with it and what it does, I'll let you discover that because I can't tell you anyway. So, okay. 
but it is a big part of the game. But uh, I will send you the ultimate question, okay? Mm-hmm. So we have two, two big giant triple A open world games coming out next week. Horizon and Zelda is what you're referring to, correct? Indeed. If you had to pick, if you had money and time only for one of those games, which one do you pick? I take Zelda nine times out of ten. All right. Thank you. Uh, that does not mean Horizon's a bad game. Do not come <laughs> after me, PlayStation <laughs> fanboys. I spent 30 hours in Horizon. I think it's, I think it's a fucking great game. Mm-hmm. I think that's the best game Guerrilla Games has made to date. That's not really saying a lot. I don't think Killzone's a great game, but it's, it's really... Go play Horizon. Most of y'all okay. don't have a Switch or a Wii U, okay? <laughs> here's, here's, my, here's my other question. Yeah. Do you think Breath of the Wild will sell more copies in Skyrim? Don't start with me, Drew. <laughs> I know that wasn't a serious question, but I kind of want to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, there's going to be very few games that sell more copies than Skyrim at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I think Grand Theft Auto V might be the only game that could beat that. Oh. And then, I wonder how many copies of Skyrim there's, they're going to sell on the Switch, too. It's pretty funny. Uh, uh, I don't know. A I shit do- ton. <laughs> I do think Zelda will sell a couple million copies this year. I mean, between the Wii U and the Switch. I mean, truthfully, I think everybody who's buying a Switch is probably getting Zelda. And they said they're shipping, what, two million? That's the reason why they're buying a Switch. Yeah. They probably, like, never never bought a Wii U or sold it off years ago. Yeah, if you don't have a Wii U, then I can see that. If you have a Wii U, maybe don't buy a Switch for Zelda? Yeah. I mean, like I said, from what I hear, they're pretty much the same game. And Switch is probably going to be readily available this year. And maybe wait yeah, until Mario uh, is out? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you can just walk into any stores on launch day of the Switch and just, just pick it up. You know, it's easy. No problem at all. Nintendo does a terrific job of getting enough shipments out there for their fans to enjoy. They've always been known for that, so no problem. <laughs> It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the fact that, like I said, unless you don't have a Wii U, there, there really ain't a whole lot. We can't yeah. play those new games. Don't worry about Virtual Console. What new games? Mm. I just saw multiple people tweeting that, and I was like, wow. Dude, there's no... What, what, actually, speaking of the Switch, Ken, now that you have it, what other games are you going to be reviewing around launch time? I don't know. For the Switch. The, the only game Nintendo sent us was Zelda, which I thought was weird, because you think 1-2 Switch would have been there as well. No one else got 1-2 Switch, too, Nobody right? got 1-2 Switch. Yeah, that's that's what I heard, too, which surprised me, because I thought that'd be, like, the bundled-in kind of game, so everyone should play that one to test out the HD rumble and all that jazz. I wanted to hear your impressions about the Milko game. I have not yeah. played it. I was going to. I was, you know, going to get my kid or my wife to play mm-hmm. it with me, and I, I've heard it's fun. I've heard there's like 28 games on there. Yeah, but I haven't seen that game. <laughs> Weird, man. I wonder what's taking so long. I don't know. Uh, but this is a big week. Lots of games coming out this week. Let's talk about all those games coming out this week. Uh, Dying Reborn. 
I don't, okay. I don't know what that is. Uh, Ghost Blade HD, which I'm actually also playing, but I wasn't able to talk about. It's embargoed. It's a, mm. it's a shmup. Sure. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> oh boy, that game's finally out on Tuesday. Finished that game two weeks ago. Yeah, I, I like was talking to somebody about that on Twitter today. I'm like, dude, that game feels like so rearview mirror to me. You know, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about playing Zelda now, and then when I get back, playing Nier and Ghost Recon. Like Horizons, like so long ago. <laughs> Wait, you got a Nier in? No, 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 not yet. It'll be here this week, okay. I'm sure. That's why I said Friday when I get back, I may not play Overwatch because mm. I'll have my Pro Controller to play Zelda, and I'll have Nier. So, maybe I'm not going to play Overwatch. Uh, the Walking Dead. The, I guess the third. Oh, they're, yeah, they took a long time between these, the the first two chapters, which came out together, and then the third one, huh? Like over a month. Yep. Again. Uh, Torment Tides of Numenuma. <laughs> Numenera. It's funnier when you call it Numenera. Yeah, I I can't talk about it, but... Still can't talk ex- about the game. Ex- expect my review next week. Uh, WRC 6 World Rally Championship. Yep, they're still making those. Yep, that's coming out this week. Ikimu, Splinters of the Dark Shard. Okay. Yeah, spell Ikimu for me. E-E-K-E-E-M-O-O. Okay. You got it? That's Ikimu. Ikimu, that's yeah. what I said. Okay. Uh, of course, the Switch launches this week. Let's run through that list of games. Uh, 1-2 Switch. Fast RMX, which I really want to play. That's from the guys that made uh, Fast Racing Neo. It looks really good. Uh, Human Resource Machine. Okay. Uh, okay. I Am Setsuna. Okay. Just Dance 2017. Oh boy. I wonder how that will work. I um, guess it'll just use the motion controls of the Joy-Con, right? Just uh, just to kind of go back to that. You know how we usually have to like ask people to review games? Mm-hmm. I got an email from Ubisoft saying, Hey, we saw on Twitter that you're getting a Switch. Would you please review Just Dance 2017? <laughs> <laughs> they reached out to you after basically searching through Twitter. To know that, yeah, I, that right. I was... And I, I respectfully decline. Those are not my games. I, yeah. Those are not my things, you know. So, but yeah, I thought I just thought that was funny because normally I'm like, I'm begging Ubisoft, like, hey, where's our For Honor? Or where's our copy of, you know, Ghost Recon or whatever? But no, they were actually reaching out to me. And I'm assuming that's because a lot of people just don't have time to cover it right now. And not a lot Makes of people sense. are getting a Switch, I guess. So um, yeah, that and also, I mean, if you're gonna be covering the Switch, you want to be covering the big games, right? Not a sequel to a game, you know, that's been out like five, six times already. So, I mean, people are gonna if, if you're buying a Switch and you're you know you're into just dance, you, you're probably gonna buy it. So okay, uh, Little Inferno, uh, Shovel Knight, Specter of Torment, and Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. That's a hell of a good launch game. I don't care. How you slice it, even though that's available everywhere, it doesn't make mm-hmm. it a bad game. Uh, Skylanders, Imaginators, Snipper Clips, Cut It Out Together, which I've heard nothing but good things about. 
I saw some gameplay footage of that. That game looks right up my alley. Yep. Like a puzzle co-op game. Mm-hmm. I guess they're also um, putting out a, a Joy-Con, a pack of Joy-Cons that comes with a copy of Snipper Clips, which is a really good idea. Ooh, so you can buy two Joy-Cons and the game together? Yeah. I don't know if it costs any more or anything, but I did see the bundle somewhere out there. Hmm. Uh, Super Bomberman R. I've heard nothing but bad things about that game. Unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. And World of Goo, because that's a new game. And then, of course, Legend of Zelda The Breath of the Wild is hitting the Wii U. That's going to be the last hurrah of my Wii U, man. After I play through that game, it's probably going to get sealed away. And then also out this week, The Story of Seasons Trio of Towns. You might know something about that game. I finished it. I'm going to write a review today. Alright, let's do some news. You guys like hot, hot breaking news? I think I know exactly what you're about to talk about. Let's hear it. So, we've been, we've been hearing the rumors for a while, but it looks like there's gonna be a follow-up to Shadow of Mordor. Uh, leaked this morning from Target, the box art for Middle of Earth, Shadow of War. Anybody? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll play. I love the first one. I thought it was a great I, movie. I liked it. I I kept trying to play more of that game, but I always get sidetracked by something else. But I do like it. Yeah, this is a despite, solid game. despite the series of controversies revolving around that particular game, but it's it, it was know, so but, weird because it, they didn't need to do that. It was a good game. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I say it's, it's Warner Brothers? I guess. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's a weird way to get your game announced. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, Target. Thanks, Target. Uh, oh crap! I just got my email about checking in for my flight. I'll have to do that after the show. Uh, Overwatch. They put out a. What was so? How did this? It was kind of like an interview with somebody, and the, this is supposedly Hero Twenty Four, right? They they say it might be. Yeah. So they put out like an interview with this person. Um, and then I guess there was some news, then there was a screenshot of uh, uh, Numbani, a different reworked version of that map. Yeah. Like, there's all kinds of stuff around this. Um, I just hope they don't turn it into another Sombra debacle where they do this for, like, three months. No, this, this is they're expecting this to hit, like, this Tuesday. Okay, So the, PT, yeah. the PTR has changed on Numbani. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, it... At the the airport entrance, mm-hmm. it looks like a bunch of robots were beat to death, and one of them was punched through a wall. And then the payload, if everybody remembers, is actually Doomfist Gauntlet. Yeah, the payload has been broken, and the gauntlet is gone. So everybody's thinking it's probably going to be Doomfist. And uh, another thing is that they added a new uh, cinematic to the to their playlist, right? So it's hidden, but you can see that the playlist actually increased by one. And that's exactly how they did it for the Sombra cinematic before it came out as well. So they're expecting the new cinematic to hit next week, uh, unveiling either, uh, either Effie as a character, and it's going to involve Doomfist in some way, because obviously his, his gauntlet was stolen. So it's pretty exciting, man. I'm really looking forward to seeing this hero. I have no idea what it's going to be. Yep. Again, Overwatch does a great job of keeping me in it until I mm-hmm. kind of get sidetracked and then bringing me right back in. You know when that new event hits, you're gonna get right back into oh, them. Hot skins. I, 
you, you don't even have to question all all my all my Overwatch buddies have to do is text me and say, "Do you want to play Overwatch?" And I'll probably play Overwatch. Yeah, this is good. It's a good game. Oh, I still have two more months until until Injustice. It's cool. It's cool. Um, speaking of Injustice, a new character will be revealed this week. So I have to turn in for that. Um, I'm scrolling through. Not a lot. Mass infect. Mass effect. Mass infect. Mass infections. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda has gone gold. Wow, so it's not getting delayed. Man, it's coming, baby. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> weird, man. That's weird. Hey, you know, we don't have enough big, massive open world games right now. Let's let's get a few more. I have a feeling that game's going to be like 15, 20 hours. I would fucking weird, love man. 15 and 20 hour game right now. <laughs> hmm, maybe. You might, but all the other Mass Effect fans won't. I keep hearing Nier is an open world game. It's like 30 to 40 hours. I'm just like, oh my god. Nier's open. Well, actually, the original Nier kind of had. Yeah, but this one's not like that one. The the first Nier was more Zelda. This one feels more Devil May Cry. Well, because of how Platinum's handling the combat, sure, but I wouldn't mind it. I I, I, I love side quests and side stories and things like that, so I'm down. You just want butts. You just want robot butts. Yes. She she do have the booty. She has it. I'm sure. Okay. Where is the booty? <laughs> you remind Ooh. me you remind me of the babe. <laughs> Nobody? Nobody? Nope. Okay. Nope. Uh Madden seventeen is now in the vault, so you have if you have EA access you can go play that for free. That explains why there were so many new clips on my timeline on the Xbox One. Thank you for everybody playing that. Um Capcom and sites out there, y'all fucking up. I saw several tweets talking about the free Not a Hero DLC, mentioning names. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's it's been a terrifying week for spoilers because I'm looking forward to Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm looking forward to Zelda, and most of all, I'm looking forward to Near. Right. So I put on YouTube. Just checking my subscriptions, and my video ends. And the next video that's coming up is near Automata, all endings, A, B, C, D, E. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, there's like a thumbnail of, like, characters in very precarious situations. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Yep. I was so angry. Yeah, I saw, I, like, I, flat oh. out on Twitter, like, them naming the person that the DLC, the, the Not a Hero DLC is based on. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, that that fucks up the ending. Don't it do does. that. Don't do that. It really does. <laughs> the game's not even been out for that long. Yeah, like, it just came out in January, guys. I know you probably forgot about it because there's been like, oh, I don't know, six other top tier games that came out. Yeah, but that game barely, ain't that old. Barely been a month. It's barely <laughs> been a month. Got to have some human decency for. I know people. Some people don't care about spoilers as much as others, and that's fine. You can do it about your own business. You can look up all the spoilers you want, but don't expose other people that are sensitive about that stuff to it. Yeah. Because I, for one, like I, I'd been mad if strangle people. I'd been mad if I hadn't beat RE7 yet. I also don't think that's who that is. We can talk. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Yeah. When the (laughs) DLC actually does come out. Uh, five new games were added to Xbox One backwards compatibility this week, uh, including Assassin's Creed Rogue. 
Um, the reason why I bring up the story is they also announced games with gold for the month of March. Uh, Borderlands 2 is being added, which is kind of funny because they remastered <laughs> that game. Okay. Um, but that will be one of your free games. Uh, alongside uh, Layers of Fear, which is a pretty good game. Uh, and Evolve. True, buddy. <laughs> Bam. You knew that was coming. We, we, we in there, buddy, right? I've got so many copies of Evolve. I was going to say, he already it. owns Evolve on Xbox One because that's where we played it back when it yep. originally launched. For like two days, yeah? No, we played a lot of it. Yeah, we played probably at least two weeks of it mm-hmm. every night. It was fun. Um, they've reworked that game to hell and back. Yep, all the DLC is technically free now. You just have to unlock it in the game. And all of the maps and monster modes have been rebalanced. I think making it free is a great idea because it's the only way you're going to get people to play it. But just know when you get that game, that's it. Turtle Rock has moved on to their next game. They are not patching that game anymore. Yeah. So. Oh, man. I had something. Where'd it go? Oh, yeah. Virtual Console is dead for launch of Switch. It will not be there. Which means we may not get the answer to whether or not your purchases carry over. That makes me sad. Uh, how much? I thought you specifically went out of your way to not buy stuff in Virtual Console because of this reason. Towards the end of the system, yeah. But I did buy a lot of stuff before then. Mm-hmm. So and I and I've got the staples. I've got the stuff that I always want to have to be able to play. So I have Super Mario Kart. I have Super Mario World. I have Mario sixty four. You know, mm-hmm. I have the big games that I like to replay. I have Link to the Past. So if I can carry those over awesome because those are the games I will and will always, don't care how bad I complain about it, I will always buy those games. I, from the from what we know of Nintendo, from their past dealings and such, I highly doubt that we'll be able to carry over things. But from this point forward, we might be able to. It'll just tie it up. But, like, I have, like, Metro Trilogy on the Wii U, right? I love that too. game. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I have yeah, I have the Punch Out, and I have the other things that they released there. Some good stuff. I'd love to play that on the Switch. It'd be it'd be a nice selling point for me to be you know able to play those games on the go. But the practicality of it and them doing it based on their track record seems unlikely. Yeah. Uh, Dead Rising Four got a Steam release date. It's very soon. Cool. Uh, let me see if there's a date on here. Hold on. Uh, you can get it for 48 bucks at launch. We'll be out on March 14th. It's not a bad entry in the series. I I'm actually really want to play that game. Yeah. Well, you have an Xbox One, Drew. Why didn't you just buy it there? Because I want to play it on PC. When you bought it on Xbox One, you got it on PC for free. Yeah, but you had to do the Microsoft bullshit, and I didn't want to do that. Oh, my God. You had to go somewhere else and click download. Oh, heaven, Lord. I like <laughs> Steam. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You have to open up the, the yeah. Microsoft Windows stores. Yeah, yeah. It's, takes all it's two, ugly. two seconds. It's Ooh. ugly, Ken. I'm sorry. I'm it's, sorry. It's I, I didn't know. It's, I didn't know PC elitism mm-hmm. moved into mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I had to download my game from. It it has always been. Oh, so that's only, the master. Race. Only only it's... two 
two recognizable places you can do it is GOG and Steam. Just so you know, I've I've been playing Dead Rising mm-hmm. 4 on the PC for three months now. Okay, sure. So cool, guys. Badly. Okay. No, it's, it runs fine. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. On both my Xbox One and my PC. Well, keep telling yourself that, buddy. So that's fine. Well, I don't have to keep telling myself anything. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Um, Nintendo of America co-founder passed away at 71. Alan Stone. Mm. So, there is that. I'm scrolling. 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 Let me ask you a question. I'm looking at M4G. Mm-hmm. Why is our top news story Nintendo is out of the console business and I love it? What does that mean? Why don't you click it? But that's me playing into their hands. Exactly. What? Don't ask me why it's why why it's our store because people keep clicking it. That's how the site works. But that's wrong. Like you're actually showing the council in the thumbnail where it says is out of the council business, but the council is right there on the thumbnail that you just presented. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like saying that why do birds no longer fly, and then you have a thumbnail of birds flying around, and then that's. And that's the most popular story. Should not be. I I'm confused. I'm sorry. You you just made my brain go into the that song. Mm-hmm. What is it? Tweet 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 tweet. That whole fifty song. Oh my. Why do birds? Why do why do birds? Why do doves cry? No, not that. That's not a Prince. No, that's not a fifty song. So hey man, why do Prince doves is cry? old. Why do why do doves cry? Why do the doves cry? This is what it, this is what it sounds like, like when the doves, doves cry. Okay, okay. You weren't even alive in the fifties, Cam. What you have no business remembering a song from the fifties? What is wrong with you? No, I couldn't have possibly heard it after the fifties. I mean, shit. No. No. <laughs> Once the fifties ended, all that stuff was locked up in a box and put in a damn right as it should have been. <laughs> Ken, the song you're thinking of is "Rock and Robin." No, uh, is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Okay. I I thought it was something else because for a minute there I'm like it's Rock and Robin, isn't it? No, it's a different song. Yes, it's Rock and Robin. Okay. The only way I've heard like weird like old fifty sixty songs is when I was playing Fallout and they come up on the radio. I was like, oh, this is a really old song. I was like, okay, sure. You need to culture yourself, sir. Yes. I'm just, I just assumed that everything that was past, you know, before my time is all terrible. It should never be uh, relived again. That's that's funny. that's right. that's a sounds about right. Sounds it's a very right. miserable way to live, but you know, <laughs> to each their own. Uh, we got an email. This email I saved uh, initially when we read it. Drew was not here, uh, but it's actually addressed to Drew. Oh God! And it was emailed to you from Mookie. Okay. It's called Truckin'. Has a whole lot of loving. Oh, I read that on Phoenix Down. Okay, then we can skip it. I mean, you read it if you want to. No, that's cool. I got other emails. So. Well, I mean, if he wants to hear it on here, we can do it here. Well, I've, you've already read it. Let's move on. I have five other emails. Okay, good. This Bye, one's bro. from Daryl. It says E3 Sucky Games. E3 Sucky Games. Okay. Uh, he says, hello, video game testers. Actually, I love your podcast. I've been listening for the last year. Keep it up. 
After hearing Jay waiting in line to play Metroid the Other M at E3, was that you? That was I've, Jason. I've, I think that was Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Jason. Uh, it made me wonder, considering you are all game, quote, journalists. No, I'm we're not. Sh- no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've been behind closed doors many a time at E3 to play and view new games. I have never been to E3. I have twice. Says, have you ever played one in front of a PR person or developer and realized it was shit? Have you ever <laughs> or heard someone that flat out told them that the game plays terrible or say something along the lines of, what are you thinking? I was wondering if those comments were made when seeing Metroid Other M for the first time or that abomination that is Bomberman Act Zero or is everyone just happy to be there and they just give them a polite smile and then they run away? <laughs> I have well, two funny stories about that. I actually have a story as well. Okay, you go ahead. All right. Um, so I had to review an MMO back in the day called Perfect World. Um, I think it's still around. Um, and uh, it was in closed beta, and they gave me early access to it. And they want me to give them a call. I don't know, Ken, if you remember me doing this. Yes, I remember this. And I was so fucking nervous to be on this call because it wasn't it wasn't like a conference call. It was like a one on one call with one of the PR people who I think also helped develop the game. And we I called him on my phone and then we logged in together and he gave me a tour of the world and how some of the systems work and stuff like that. And he I guess he was wanting me to talk more, ask more questions, but I was just kind of like just going on the tour kind of thing. And uh, he's like, you got any other questions? And I'm like, I, not really. And he's like, well, you want to hear about PVP mode and stuff? I'm like, I, sure. I was like, I didn't, I, like, I didn't even know you had PVP mode, you know, kind of thing. So I was kind of nervous there because I was like, this is the first time I ever did this shit. And it was whenever I first started working for ZTGD. And I was like, and I'm not really versed in MMOs at all. So I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And that was like an hour and a half. Nice. Of us running around a virtual world while I talked to him on a cell phone. That's a weird way for someone to like introduce their game, but sure. Interesting. All right. That's what they do. I'll give you my couple stories. Um... I'm sure I've told this first one on the show before. Um, I went to E3 in 2002. Um, The PS2 was big. There was a game being played called Jet X2O, which was Sony's first party, like, wave racing kind of game that they were trying to push to compete with wave race and things like that. Um... And I was just flat out just screaming like this game is shit. Um, really? Because I was like, because I was a big fan of Splashdown. Uh huh. And I was like, man, this is not as good as Splashdown. This this really needs to be better. I'm like, this is really just not fun. It plays poorly. Um, and what's funny is the developer of Jet X Two O was not behind me. The developer of Splashdown was standing behind me. <laughs> And he heard well. He heard me complaining about this game, and he, you know, he didn't tell me who he was until he started asking me why I like Splashdown so much. 
So I started explaining to him, like, oh, well, it's got these great physics. It's got, like, this really good AI system. You know, I was like, this is why I like it because it's fun to play, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, well, I made that game. That's really cool to hear. He's like, would you like to talk about our sequel that we're working on, you know, and give us some ideas of what might make it better? So I did that for about six months. He would call me, like, once a month, and we'd talk about the game. Mm-hmm. And basically, I kind of pushed them to make like Splashdown, but mixed with SSX. Mm. So I was giving them ideas for like crazy, over-the-top tracks. So if you've ever played Splashdown Rides Gone Wild, that's kind of my fault. <laughs> Did you ruin that game? And I feel bad because that game kind of bombed. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? Splashdown Rides what? Rides Gone Wild. And I'm not saying it's because it's bad, because the game was still good. It had that splashdown physics, and, and you uh-huh. know it felt really good to play, but it just didn't click like the SSX game did. Okay. So, Are you in the credits at all? No, but I did get a free copy of the game. Mm. Which, back then, I was working at EB Electronics Boutique, Electronics Boutique, as I like uh-huh. to call it back in the day. <laughs> I got an 80 in Metacritic from 25 critics. It's not bad. Yeah, it's but it's a, it's a completely different game than the first one. If you've ever gone and played the first one, it's it's very different game. <laughs> that's interesting. So wow. that's that's kind of funny. The second story I have is I was in, um, uh, oh, who owned it at the time? I forget. I was playing Spyro the Dragon. This is when I was at E3 in 1999. I was playing Spyro the Dragon. And I I didn't say anything out loud, but somebody came up to me and started asking me questions about the game, and I was kind of being critical of it. I'm like, you know, it's it's okay, it's fine, but it's not really all that interesting. I don't find Spyro that interesting. He's not really that cool of a character. Turns out that was Ted Price. Which if nice. you don't know, if you don't know who Ted Price is, he's the, the fucking guy at Insomniac. He's like the main dude. Yeah. Not a, yeah Insomniac. I will say this about him. Genuine, nice-as-shit guy. Took every criticism I had, and, like, he wasn't upset about it. So I thought that was really cool. But if I had known who it was, I might have had a different reaction to what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, if you're at, like, E3, you have to assume that there's probably someone involved in the game around you somewhere, right? Most of the time? Jay, I was 19 years old. Oh, okay. And super right. stoked to just be at fucking E3. That's, uh, so, yeah. that kind of goes back to that news story last week about, like, all these journalists going, I don't know why you guys are excited to go to E3. It's because it's fucking E3, dude. We've gr- Growing up playing video games, that's the mecca. It's the Super Bowl of gaming, baby. That's, you know, and, and yes, excited. it's stupid. You stand in line way too long to play games that are not that great. But it's just about saying you were there, experiencing it, just going. It feels really good. It's really neat to experience once. I never want to go again. (laughs) But as a 19-year-old kid, that was one of the greatest moments in my life, was getting into that floor, Mm -hmm. playing some of those games, which I didn't play a lot, even back then. I did not play a lot of games. But just being there is super cool. I met somebody um, who helped develop Diablo 1 and 2 
See, that's cool when you meet people that make the games you love. And I didn't realize. I mean, let's say it was weird because he approached us. So we were in Athens, Georgia, and we were at a restaurant, and it was me and my roommate. And uh, my roommate was wearing a Diablo three shirt. <laughs> and he uh, he came up to me and him. And he's like, "You guys like Diablo?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's a fantastic game." He's like, "Well, I didn't help make Diablo three, but I did help make Diablo one and two. I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "What are you doing?" Out here in Athens, and he's like, "Well, I got family out here." I was like, "Okay, cool." And we sat down and talked about Diablo, and talked about he. Uh, I think he works for Runic Games now. Helped make Torchlight. Nice. And um, uh, we sat there and talked for like thirty minutes about like uh, RPGs and shit like that. And I was like, "Dude, you don't realize you fucking crafted part of my fucking childhood." You know, I was like fucking Diablo 2 was like my jam from ages 15 oh, to 16. <laughs> I you played know, I was, an unhealthy amount of Diablo 2, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, I played the shit out of the Necromancer. He's like, that's my favorite class too. I was like, yeah, boy. <laughs> it was, I had kind of a small fanboy moment. And, um, but he was just a really genuine guy. He just like, he, and it was all because Alan wore a fucking Diablo 3 shirt. Yeah, those those guys notice that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it yeah. means a lot to them to know that their games mean a lot to you. Yeah. It's just, I mean, they spend so many hours, you know. It's blood and tears, man, blood and tears. They so many hours and years making it, and it's a part of their pride. It's a part of their identity in a lot of ways. And that's something that I we have to consider when we you know, openly criticize things, too. There's right? people on the other end of it. Yeah, yeah there is, and... Even the you might be playing a game that you you're probably gonna give like a three or like a four to, and you have to take into consideration that you're gonna still gonna be speaking to these people. They they might read it. There's a good chance, especially if you're on the lower echelon of scores, right? Uh, they tend to read your comments and your criticisms about the game. So when people kind of make their name being overly snarky and being really big assholes about it, right? I think that's kind of not not that great. You're not being a particularly nice person uh, when you do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, he does have a second part to his email. He says, well, it's a crazy time of year. I don't remember a winter spring this crowded with good games. I wanted to play Yakuza 0 and Neo, but I'm still trying to finish The Last Guardian, Final Fantasy 15, Watch Dogs 2, and Mafia 3. Now, hmm. I am diving into For Honor, and in a little over a week will be Horizon Zero Dawn. Then the Switch comes out later that week along with Zelda. Then a few weeks later, Mass Effect comes out. Um... Screw it. I'm going to go back to The Witcher 3 and finish up Hearts of Stone and then on to Blood and Wine. I bet I still have at least 40 more hours left in that game. Lots of question marks still. Son, if you haven't touched Hearts of Stone or Blood and Wine, you got a lot more than 40 hours left. Yeah. Oh, man. Just, oh, my God. I mean, you just... That dude just named 10 games. I was telling somebody the other day I could already do a top 10 games of 2017. Yeah. Easy. Easy. I wouldn't even have to think hard about and it. And they wouldn't be crap. No. They'd all be quality games. Yeah. It's and we're cool. not even in March, folks. Dude, it's still February. Yeah. February. February. Anyway. Uh, Chad says, email, uh, it says PlayStation Now. Howdy, gang. Even though PS Now was a pointless venture in the wake of Xbox's backwards compatibility and ultimately a colossal failure, I've been thinking there's a way Sony can still possibly redeem that service. 
As we all know, Sony has pulled the service from all tertiary devices, meaning Vita, Vita TV, Sony, Samsung uh, TVs, and Blu-ray players. At first glance, it seems like another Sony product or service unsupported and added to the trash heap, which is most likely the case. Also in the news recently is the Sony Switch-like patent, which really doesn't mean anything because Sony has all kinds of patents that never see the light of day. Excuse me, I'll take a drink. Uh, however, as a what-if scenario, Sony, uh, Sony found a way to make their PS Now streaming service a subscription-based mobile application. Instead of functioning, uh, instead of manufacturing a new mobile device, they can create a Bluetooth-enabled controller that clamps onto the sides of any phone or tablet. Uh, in this way, they can make their money through the revenue stream of application, further justifying their acquisition of Gaikai. Counteract the impact of the Nintendo Switch, assimilate the console and mobile market, and keep manufacturing costs relatively low. Like I said, this is a very what-if scenario, and highly unlikely. However, there are millions upon millions of phone and tablet owners where, the modest, where a modestly priced controller would be easy to swallow. Unlike Nintendo with a small library to take on the go, Sony can have a decent-sized library of last-gen titles accessible to anybody, anywhere. Just a thought. Thanks. Just a thought, Chad. If Nintendo wanted to, they could open up the entire backlog of Nintendo games, put them all on the Switch, and everybody would be happy. But neither one of these motherfuckers seem to want to give us access to their back catalogs. Sony nor Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo less than... And also... the No, way no, Nintendo... no, not Nintendo less. Sony's PlayStation Now service is only PS3. Yeah. There's no PS2 or PS1 on it. Well, what I mean is that you've still been able to get like PS1 games in the Vita and the PS3 and stuff like that, right? Well, and I those mean, games they, play stop, well. they stop putting those out. Uh, yeah, with the PS4 stuff. But what I mean to say is that when I look at like virtual consoles of games and when people tell me to play certain games or whatever, or older games, there are, the virtual console versions of those games are actually not even that good. A lot of times the emulation is wrong, like the color correction, the controls are messed up, and and they put them on such weird schedules. So it feels like both of those companies have like a treasure trove of all these great titles they could put out, right? And they just keep reselling them to us one way or another, whether you know these are only available to play on PS3 or PS4 or whatever, or the fact that the virtual console hasn't been transferable with your library and everything, and the 3DS and the, the, the Wii U versions being different. And I don't know. I don't know what they're really thinking as far as what they want to do with their old retro games, but it feels like if they had like a solid foundation where you can go to a place and kind of play like PS1, PS2, PS3 games all in one service. Like if PS, PlayStation Now, uh, you know, had a library of one, two, three games, all of Sony stuff. Not like all of it, because that's kind of crazy. But like the greatest hits of the PS1 generation, greatest hits of PS2, PS3, that would be enough. That would be enough to get people riled up and really say like, "Wow, they're doing regular updates. They're getting really." really nice ideas of this and that. But there is logistics side of the whole thing because the emulation of the PS3 games are done through the Gaikai systems. But if you want to do emulations of PS2 and PS1 games, that's something kind of different in a lot of ways. Um, so it, it, it's two-part. You know, you have to figure out how to get it done and also whether they want to actually even do it in the first place. I still don't know why you can't play PS1 games on the PS4. I don't know either. It would be easy. Yeah. Very, very easy to emulate. I mean, every system that PlayStation has ever put out plays PS1 games, except for the PS4. 
Well, technically, you can play Final Fantasy VII on PS4, but, you know. <laughs> I just, I think both of these companies have treasure troves of games, and neither one of them wants to give them to anybody. I think it's ridiculous. Really is. I mean, the PS1 and Super Nintendo and NES libraries, those three libraries alone, if you open those up, holy shit. Maybe Nintendo just wants to keep making, like, Nintendo classics and Super Nintendo classics. <laughs> And that's why they're not putting out their older titles. But if they so. wanted to do that, why don't they just manufacture like four billion of those things and sell them? I don't think they they knew what they had in their hands, man. The, but they, they, they don't know. know. Why not make yeah, them they now? Know now? I think they will. I think there will be. A they stop manufacturing the friggin' thing. They stop manufacturing. Are you sure? Because the new new come on stock like every week like new cop uh new like systems of Nintendo classic well of course there's going to be stuff. a few trickle in here and there but why are these things not like on every shelf everywhere and it's not and don't tell me they ship 20 of them per week to a GameStop and they sell out cuz they don't man if i had be- something that was as hot as that and sold like that uh, damn well I'll be sure i'd be making more of them uh, I'm reading, it says, don't worry, Nintendo says it hasn't stopped NES mini production. Well, they certainly haven't amped it up either. Oh, yeah, well, probably not, but at least they're, they're getting more out. But it's been immensely popular, and it has sold very well, so I expect to see more. But there is nothing of the sort. There's no PlayStation Classic that you can buy that plays only PlayStation games, right? Just put a PlayStation 1 emulator into an app that you can download on the PS4. How hard can it be to emulate PS1? The PS3 can do it. The PS2 can do it. Your cell phone can do it, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just It's very, very easy. Just do PS2 it. PS2 emulation, on the other hand, is kind of... I'm not even that greedy. I'm just asking yeah. for PS1. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, Sony has basically changed their focus to entirely to gaming. So this might be something that we might be seeing in the, the future, uh, you know, based on based on their demand and well, everything. What would, but, it, what would it take, like, some nerdy coder to do, like, a weekend? Uh, you're talking about, like, putting an emulator out for PS4 to play PS1 games? Yeah. It, it wouldn't even take, like, a weekend. It'd be, like, half a minute. Then what's it's already the out problem? There. They just don't want to. Exactly. That's my point of this whole conversation. But also, you have to think about, is it really in demand? Like, we want it. Like, I want it. You want it. Drew, do you want this? Is Drew gone? I'm here. No, I'm sure. You want, would you be willing to pay, like, $5 for PS1 games to play on your PS4? Certain ones, yeah, sure. Certain ones, right? Yeah, like, I'd probably pay, like, $5 to play Metal Gear Solid on PS4. Sure, why not, right? Um. But that's us. They do they do extensive research by the masses, right? The masses of the people that own these systems. And study shows that a lot of people don't want them. Like, the majority don't want or don't care for the backwards compatibility nature of it. That's why we have the systems that we have now. They still it's put out studied. The Last Guardian. What about it? Clearly not everybody wanted that. No, but that's a game that's kind of been hanging on a thread, which they kind of like kind of like PS One backwards compatibility on the PS Four. Completely different. It's been hanging around since the thing came out that people want. I guarantee you, 
I would put money on it that mm-hmm. more people want PS1 backwards compatibility than wanted The Last Guardian. And I will bet you even more that it's a shit ton cheaper to do. Well, I'm not sure why you're hung up on this Last Guardian thing, but that's like a niche game. I'm, I'm, making, a po- I'm making a point against your point of who, how many people really want it. And I guarantee you it's more than people who wanted Gravity Rush. It's more than people who wanted Last Guardian. I'm not saying that those games shouldn't exist. By all means, make every game exist. Fucking Life of Black Tiger, whatever. No, don't don't make that exist. But make no. PS1 classics on PS4 exist. It's not hard. Don't give me the licensing bullshit excuse either. Skip the games you can't relicense. Microsoft turned on backwards compatibility a year ago. Something everybody said could not be done. And since they launched that, they have added 400 games. 400! Mm -hmm. And it's costing them out the ass. But they're forced to do that because they're playing from behind. I don't care! Sony's motto is for the gamers. Prove it! Do people really believe that, though? No, of course they don't. But i got to hear it every day. My point is, uh-huh. this is not expensive. It will make you money. You're for the gamers. Do it. <laughs> Clearly, Sony still has some of that in their system. They put out Gravity Rush. They put out The Last Guardian. Neither one of those games made them a dime. Guaranteed, both of those games lost them money. Hmm. I, I I don't know. It feels like. I mean, I'm obviously for it because backwards compatibility is very very good for consumers. But I'm just thinking logically, right? And it feels like they've kind of set the bar on which direction they want to take. It doesn't seem like they're going to go there. But what I'm saying is that because Sony is refocusing their whole entirety to gaming, now that they're kind of done with electronics in general, it feels like they might branch out more towards that area as well, on top of everything else. So it might be something that we see in the future. It's something I want to see. But I don't know. I don't know how much that's that's really going to happen. I I get angry every, every day that there's not PS1 compatibility on PS4. Every day. Really? Every day? PS1 is considered one of the best game consoles of all time. That library is amazing. It's super simple to make those games playable on the PS4. But I still have to keep a PS3 hooked up just to play the ones that I own. Play on the Vita, baby. I don't have a Vita. Who the fuck has a Vita? (sighs) Dude, PS1 titles play the best and look the best on the Vita, by the way. <laughs> it was so nice. No, they don't. Cause they're not using Visually a, speaking. They're not using a real controller, and they're not on a screen that isn't the size of a, you know, my phone. Vita screen. The OLED screen on the Vita is fantastic. Yeah, let's, Probably the best screen we've seen so far. Let's worry about an device. OLED screen on those fucking washed out pixelated PS1 games. Let's see how much oh, dude, that matters. Dude, dude, it actually helps. Like I'm playing like Resident Evil 2. Like I could blow it up and play it on my PS3 on a big TV. 
it looks awful, but when I play it on my Vita, it just looks sharper, right? And the colors look better as well. Like, I'm not even joking you. I, that's how I prefer to play my, like, PS1 Classic on the Vita. Cool for you. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna go buy a Vita. Should. No, you really shouldn't. The memory nah, card the memory one. card costs more than the system. Eh, depending on how big you buy it, I guess. <laughs> if you buy the biggest one, I think it legitimately is more expensive than the system. Yeah, damn right it is. Mm. Stupid proprietary memory. Eat a dick. We got another email. This comes from Sam. He says, Oh my tra-la-la. Halo Wars 2 looks rad. I'm familiar with the first few main Halo entries, but not well versed in the whole series. Also, I have not played the first Halo Wars. You mentioned last week that Halo Wars 2 has some deeper Halo lore. Do you think I'd be lost going into 2? Is a lot of knowledge necessary story-wise? Well, considering the second one starts off right after the first one ended, well, 28 years later, but I, I don't want to spoil why, it literally takes place. You, you, you kind of need to play the first one. <laughs> Can you just watch a YouTube video of the story cinematics and just kind of skip the first one? I mean, I guess you could. Mm-hmm. But... Where does it take place in the Halo timeline? It's now current. It's up to speed with 5. Gotcha. Halo okay. Wars 1 took place long before 5. Something happened. They go into cryosleep for 28 years. They wake up. They're kind of in the midst of Halo 5. I'll tell you what. Go get a Wikipedia page of the Halo timeline. Instant migraine, baby! <laughs> Do people play Halo for the story, though? Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, I played four of those games, and I barely remember anything that happened in that series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. And you know what? It's got a deep-ass lore if you want to get into it, and a lot of people get into it. Okay, sure. Uh, now you want an instant migraine? Go to the fucking Wikipedia page for Kingdom Hearts. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't want to bleed from my brain. Okay. Uh, yeah. Second part of his email says, I'm in the market for a new headset, mostly for PS4 and Xbox One. I also want to potentially use the mic, uh, use it for the mic in the future. What headset mics do you all recommend or use? Leaning towards Astros, as I'm a long-time fan. Uh, for for what, though? What system? I'm assuming... He's in either system. Okay. Um, well, I, I mainly stick to Turtle Beach. Turtle Beach is a really good quality headset. Yep. Astro is also a really good quality headset. Um, just make sure you have the right wires and the compatibility for the systems that you want to use it in. Especially if you want to kind of unplug it and plug it into your PC to use as well, because there's a lot of compatibility things that you got to do. There's certain, certain wires you might have to buy for the mic that have to transfer into the back of your computer and things like that. So let's look into that before you buy. Almost all of the big name headsets for Xbox One are from Turtle Beach and Astro work across mm-hmm. all three. That's so- good. Just... Make sure to look it up first. Yeah. And then, of course, if they'll work on Xbox One and PS4, they'll work on PC. You just got to know which one, which which wire to plug in. Most of them come with the cables. I, I've reviewed a lot of headsets. Mm. 90% of them work on all three. And most of them work with your damn phone if you want them to. Mm. <laughs> oh, Sean sent an email uh, titled Max Payne. 
Uh, so some guys hope all is well. Came across the, the Max Payne movie this weekend. Um, just to, if, for anybody out there who doesn't know, that's starring Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Yep, yep. and Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. That's my contribution is Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually gave it another chance. While on my first viewing, I never thought it was a bad movie, just okay. Being a big fan of the series, I was a tad uh, disappointed on the first viewing, but with the second viewing, I've decided it might just be my top in my top three uh, adaptations of a video game yet, right behind Silent Hill and Mortal Kombat. As far as adapting the story and style of the game, they did a pretty solid job, actually. Only thing really lacking was some good voiceover storyboards and more bullet time. But they have been one of the few adaptations to give us the actual game's story and not think their audience wanted to see something new, and I appreciate that. In my opinion, this is what caused Assassin's Creed and some others to fail. Uh, I think many people were just anti-Mark Wahlberg when this movie game uh, movie came out, and it got a bad rap. Sure, the acting was a little played up instead of the more serious tone it should have had, but definitely not as horrible as many of us probably think we remember. So for you guys, do you feel this movie or any other adaptations got a bad rap in the past and deserve a second look? And hopefully in the next year or so, with Portal and Uncharted movies on the horizon, we get some proper adaptations as well. I have seen Max Payne twice. Saw it once in theaters and then saw it again on TV. I don't think that's a good movie. I really... you, you went to the theaters to go watch Max Payne? Really? It was... You got to understand when that came out, um, we didn't have to pay to go to the theater because we had people that worked <laughs> uh-huh. there. Okay. And so every Monday we would go and see a new movie, and we went and saw Max Payne. Okay. Um, did either of you guys watch the Warcraft movie? We have it, my wife, because my wife's a big fan. Mm-hmm. She didn't finish it. Oh, that's that's not a good. I, sign. I I haven't watched it yet. See, the thing about video game movies is they don't bother me. Like, I don't go into them expecting some kind of... Video game stories suck, for the most part. I mean, let's be, let's be fair. So, I don't know. As long as I'm entertained for two hours, I don't really care. You want to see something really funny? There is a early 2000s television show based on The Witcher. Yeah, I know. Uh, I and I that. watched probably three episodes of that and said, "Yeah, this is bad." You know, you know what I snagged off the internet a while back that I haven't had a chance to watch what? was uh, the entire run of Mortal Kombat Conquest. Anybody they remember made a that TV show? There was a TV show, live action TV show that ran, I think, for one and a half seasons, and. It was, like, really hard to get a hold of, and the only way you can get it is in, like, this really bad DVD collection. Mm. And I need to watch it. Dude, I've watched the Tekken movie. Oh, dude, that I it. That. I laughed so hard watching that with my friend. We were both <laughs> drunk. It was a good time. I, Terrible movie, but it was a good time. I've watched the King of Fighters movie. That movie's horrible. Oh, yeah. I've watched the Dead or Alive movie. I saw that one, too. It's bad. I don't care. Like, Max Payne is a cut above all of those movies. I this actually, is true. I actually enjoyed Max Payne quite. You know what? You know, what I think my favorite. Is, obviously, Mortal Kombat's my favorite. The first Mortal Kombat, yeah. mm-hmm. Doom. 
You like Doom? I love Doom. You know what? I love The Rock. The Rock is so fucking charismatic. In, in any movie he's in, I'm probably going to like that movie. I like Doom a lot. <laughs> Doom's okay. Yeah. I could have went okay. without the first person shit. Yeah, but that's that was you knew that. I, I like the first it. person section cuz it's, you know, kind of trying to pay homage to this year. I think the Silent Hill movie, the first one, that's got a not, bad rep. That's not a bad movie. It's not yeah. a bad movie. It has Sean Bean in it and everything. There's, he doesn't uh, die. But he like... doesn't die. It's movies that Sean Bean doesn't die in. That's that's worth something. I like all uh, the Resident Evil movies. I'm a terrible person, but I like them. I've uh, watched them all. I can't They're wait to see. Movies. I can't wait to see the new one. I I have fun watching those movies. It's like watching the Fast and the Furious movies. Exactly, and I love you know, watching those. You know movies. what you're getting into, and you know it's going to be dumb. <laughs> and I don't care. Yeah. Watch it and forget. Uh, I thought the Warcraft movie was okay. It's not something. Nothing that I'm going to say like, oh, everyone should go out and watch this. It has some neat ideas and moments here and there, um, and the visuals were okay. But that's the thing with uh, video game movies is that, like you were, like he said, some of the movies take different approaches and kind of throw away basically everything that has to do with you know the the actual game itself. And some of them try to stay a little closer to the original IP. And the problem is, I think you got to find the balance in between, and that is very very difficult to do. I will say my favorite video game movie is still Street Fighter. I like it Mortal is, Kombat. It is so fucking bad and cheesy, and everything is wrong with that movie. But Raul Julia acted the living shit. Out he of did. Bison. He did. That was, he was the best part of that movie for sure. And I, there was a summer. I said it before, but there was a summer when I was living with my roommates where Alan just fucking turned on Street Fighter the movie and put it on loop. And it ran on his computer on loop on the television for Street, pretty much for a whole month. Street Fighter the movie, the game, was secretly the best launch title for the original PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> that game is so broken. It is very broken. And uh, not not just going far for the... Um, if you want some decent like movies, though, like actually like pretty watchable, pretty entertaining stuff, you can watch the animated CG movies of stuff. Like the Resident Evil CG movies are actually not bad. Like if you watch like Resident Evil Degeneration, it's pretty good. There's actually another movie called Resident Evil Vendetta coming out this year that also looks kind of promising. Those are actually canon too. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. I, I have all of those movies, movies on uh, Blu-ray. Yeah, uh, they're pretty good. I enjoy them. Um, there's also what I call it. Uh, shoot, what was Tekken also had a CG movie. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Bayonetta had an animated movie as well. That was okay. Um, like live action ones are much more misses compared to the animated CG ones. So check yeah, those but out. they're they're not as fun. Yeah, I guess I guess not. <laughs> the Street Street Fighter Two anime is movie is actually really good. Yeah. yeah, that was actually pretty good. All right, we're gonna do some Twitter. Quick hit Twitter. Somehow this is gonna be almost a three hour episode with three people. What is up? Uh, Dustin says, finally got to play Neo as I tweet this, and it does seem a lot easier than the beta so far. Jay is right, and it's really fun. Uh, he also says, been playing Mother 3, not the biggest fan of the rhythm-based gameplay, and the chapter-based story is interesting. There's rhythm-based gameplay in Mother 3? 
that's the Game Boy Advance Earthbound game, I believe. Yeah. I only played a little bit. So I don't. I don't. I haven't gotten too far into it, yeah, but I'm I do not, want to go back to it one day. I'm not a mother fan. I thought it was a turn-based role-playing game. Uh, your your mother would be heartbroken to hear that, Ken. That's that's terrible. How could you say that? That was a bad Awful joke. person. That was a bad joke. Awful person. Uh, anyone play the RE7 DLC yet? Is it worth picking up? We kind of touched on that last week. I know that you've played through both of them that have come out so far. Jay. I have. Um, I don't think they're worth the price, but if you must, absolutely must, see everything there has to do with Resident Evil, I guess pick it up. And also, if you like score attack things and you like challenging yourself to get the highest score possible, then yeah, I think it's worth it. We really need to see that last one, though. We do. We do. Uh, he says, I went to a Zelda-themed escape room. It wasn't really an escape room since it had about 100 people there solving puzzles. Uh, if it was a standard escape room for 6 to 10 people, it would have been a blast, I think. Also saw the Switch there, but didn't have time to play it. System looks slick as hell, but I can wait two more weeks. No big deal. Um, how's the campaign in For Honor? I'm telling you, man, go read my review. There's one line in there that sums up that campaign. I was so proud when I wrote it. Is it forgettable? No. My line about the campaign was, it's better than you think it is, but not as good as it should have been. Mm, okay. So, there you go. That's the best thing I can say about that campaign. Play it by yourself. Don't play co-op. Uh, in other news, uh, Samurai was announced for Final Fantasy XIV. I was hoping for a tank class, but sounds like it's DPS. Also, Red Mage was announced. I know. Yeah. I know. He also wants to know when 12.7 is coming out. Drew, any updates on that, buddy? Anything you want to say? No, I have no? nothing. You have nothing? No. Okay. Mookie says, Internet fame is about being a dumbass nowadays. Quoting Jay, well said in reference to that Nintendo Switch story. Oh, the, the guy that tried to sell it and got caught? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot a new story. And it has to do with this tweet. Mookie says, I'm siding with Ken on this one. Crash Bandicoot is better than Spyro. Okay. But the new story was the Crash Bandicoot collection is not exclusive. Oh. It is timed good. exclusive. Which means it comes to PS4 first, but Xbox One and supposedly, I guess, Switch will be getting the game. Which is it's still garbage, but at least it's better. Uh, and yes, Crash Bandicoot is better than Spyro. Uh, Mookie wants to know, seriously, Drew, what's wrong about Origin Insider? I don't have any issues about them, and they have the better customer service. I just want everything to be in one place. I, You know what? I, I, I have a picture of Drew in a diaper with a rattle crying right now. Do you really? Mm-hmm. It's in my head. Oh, come on. I thought somebody actually made that. Oh, no. Somebody make that. Somebody make that. <laughs> and in the background, put pictures of Uplay, GOG, Microsoft Store, and Origin. Perfect. Man, that's, that is a lot of distribution. It yeah. all goes on your PC. Quit being a bitch. Ugh, that's fucked Not up, just man. See, this is why people don't like PC gamers. 
because we have finer tastes. No, because you're a bunch of you whine about dumb stuff. Finer tastes. Uh, finer tastes. Yep. Uh, this, is, this is like the two guys sitting down at the bar. One of them's addicted to achievements. One of them's addicted to trophies, and they're calling each other stupid. This is the same conversation. Totally different. Uh, yeah, of, of course. Of course it is. On the PC, it's all about the Master Race. Uh, Mookie says, my hands aren't that big, so I won't have issues holding the controllers of the Nintendo Switch. I bet you still do. Uh, I hope to God that the next Mass Effect will be good, if not better than the previous one for me, just pre-purchased. He also says, anybody played the Pit People from the creator of Castle Crashers? I need thoughts. No. Oh, yeah, they're making a new game. I skipped that game they made after Castle Crashers. I forget what it was. Battle but it was Block weird... Theater? Yeah, that, that game seemed weird. I wasn't, it didn't appeal to me. Dave played a lot of that game, right? Uh, can think... you can you describe what Pit Lord, whatever that Pit, game is called? Pit People is a strategy tile-based game. Um, I just kind of weird. I, I haven't played it because I don't like tile-based strategy games. No. Um... But it's in early access right now on Xbox One and PC. I, I, it's not my kind of game. I'll never play it. I'm sorry. Um, did anyone experience tension headaches? If so, what are your remedies? I sleep when I get headaches. I take like a like an Advil and I just take a nap. Put a and cold, when I wake up, it's usually better. Cold washcloth on your head and sit in a dark room. I'll tell you. Oh, it's goodies powder time! It's goodies powder time. You know, I drew. I was at the store yesterday, and I saw uh, like a little cardboard stand for goodies powder. Yeah. And I thought of you. That shit works. The hell is goodies powder? Oh, here we go. So it is a combination of aspirin and caffeine. It comes in a powder form. (laughs) You snort the shit. You don't snort it. I do know people who have snorted it. Is it um, you, Drew? Have you tried no, it? No, no. I, I do use Goody Powder sometimes. Um, they have two. There, there's multiple ones, but the big name brands are Goodies and BC. The, the, the stand um, I saw had a NASCAR driver on it, which just really made it better. <laughs> goodies, goodies are uh, sponsored. Uh, their spokesman was uh, Richard Petty. Um. Yeah, it's... You, you guys know he's dead down there, right? Or is he dead? Richard Petty's not dead, I don't believe. Okay, I get him mixed up. Sorry. You thinking of Dale Earnhardt? Is that racist? Wait, he's white. Never mind. All white people look alike, so that's fine. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> wow, I don't even know how we got there. Uh, no, but I'm like... When you tell me, oh, damn... Dude, I have I have the goodies powder right here. I'm thinking you got you got some kind of concoction of cocaine, you know that you got you got you ever have to try to sell me for illegal. But I'm like looking at the yeah, it's literally called goodies, yeah. extra strength headache powders. Uh, oh, the only thing I can tell you is it's sponsored by a NASCAR driver. That shit is southern as fuck. It is. Yeah, I see it. It's yeah. but I mean that shit works. I mean I used to every if if I want like the maximum. Get rid of my headache. I take a goodie powder and I put it. I, I put it all in my mouth and then I wash it down with a Mountain Dew. Oh boy! 
Mountain Dew is the best soda on earth. And I mean, it does. I mean, that that caffeine like rushes to you, and it makes you feel good. All right. Moving on. Nivex says Bill Paxton died. We all remember Twister, Aliens. You know what I hear? You know what I remember? Chet. Who remembers Chet? I remember Chet. That's right. It's too old for most of you kids out there. Just look up a little thing called Weird Science. That's right. It's a classic. Oh, why? Is he dead? He, he died, died this morning, yeah. yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Complications of surgery? He had surgery and he, he didn't recover from it. He was only 61. Unfortunate. Yeah. Too soon. Uh, Chad is going to bring back a joke from last week, which was, says, feels like the first time... Fuck you, Roomba. Fuck your Roomba. <laughs> I forgot about that. I did we're, too. We're going, we're going in on the Roomba. <laughs> Even though I put it as like the name of the yeah. show, I forgot about the Roomba. Oh, man. Uh, Mookie tweeted back, um, commenting on the Middle Earth, Shadow of War. That's a terrible name, by the way. Like, you changed one Shadow word. You change one word from the original game because the original game is called Middle Earth: Shadow of Mordor. So now this one's called Middle Earth: Shadow of War. It is kind of lazy. Yeah. Shadow of Mordor sounded much more catchier than Shadow of War, which sounds very generic. It's also Shadow of Mordor, which is a place. Shadow of War, which is a thing. Mm. That's confusing. I guess it's because it's probably going to be taking place during. The battle for Middle Earth. The battle for Middle Earth. Maybe they should have called... Oh, wait. They can't because... I I know. That was a joke. They had that really shitty MMO. Or not MMO. Strategy game. No, it was a MOBA. Oh, are you sure that was the MOBA? I thought that was the strategy game. Battle for Middle Earth was the the MOBA. I think that was the MOBA. I think I... They made a MOBA? Yeah, because me and Jay played it. That was what not was a good the... game. I gotta know this now. Battle for Middle Earth. That's not a MOBA. That's a strategy game. Real-time They're... strategy game they... developed by EA Los Angeles. Lord of the Rings Battle for Middle Earth. Must have been called something else then. Uh... Heroes of Middle Earth? Maybe. Because we, we played it. I reviewed it. And uh, Guardians of Middle Earth is Guardians of Middle Earth. <laughs> it's something of Middle Earth. They need to stop. But it all takes place in Middle Earth, true. But I mean, why don't we cover Left Earth or Right Earth? You know, no, Come on, Middle Earth is getting all the middle, credit. That's where the Frodo is. Oh, it's Left Earth is cool. Man. Oh, that's where the Frodo and the Bilbo and the Dildo and I don't know other people. Oh, no, that's. There's anime titties on the left Earth. No, 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 no. Because then Frodo would have walked there. He would have taken a different kind of ring Mm -hmm. over there. God. (laughs) Different types of preciousness, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man, imagine that story. I'm sure there's a porn adaptation. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Hmm. Chandler says, death to Nintendo, bring me Pokemon Snap on the PS4 or Xbox One. Why Pokemon Snap? That's a weird... 
It's very that specific game, and very weird. Yeah, that game you know, has a crazy cult following. You know what would do really well, and you can have this idea. It's free. Somebody can go do this. Just maybe send me like a a, a, a stack. You see those stacks in the movies where they wrap up like a hundred grand and hundred dollar bills, and they put them in like the briefcase. Yeah. Just send me one of those. Okay. Pokemon Snap on your phone, and you got to go out in the real world and find Pokemon and take pictures of them. Why would you do that instead of just capturing them like you can in Pokemon Go? Because people like Pokemon Snap, bitch. I guess. People like to take pictures. You can put fucking dog ears on them or something. Or what was that app that came out a couple weeks ago that made you look kawaii? The hell are you talking about, man? You didn't see that app that made people look like anime they characters? They can't just go full weeaboo on us. Oh, I want to go weeaboo on you. That's my new song, by the way. I'm starting Did to this do... fool just break out of Kawaii Desu? <laughs> I think the app was called Kawaii something. You didn't see okay. those pictures on Twitter for a couple days? No, no, I don't follow those people, man. You don't those people? Those people that would download that particular app. That's what I'm talking about, didn't yeah. Most, didn't 90% of your followers play the Anime Titty card game? Well, no, they played the Anime Titty mobile mobile gig game. That's not the card game, no. I'm sorry, but these are probably in the same aisle at the supermarket. <laughs> I, 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 I've never seen this kawaii thing that you're talking about. Are you I'm watching sure it's porn? It might be, I don't know. He's watching the good stuff. Uh, Chad says, game over, man. R.I.P. Bill Paxton. Uh, Nivex says there is no console bias in the media. PS4 is a preferred multiplat system, just as the 360 was last gen. Huh? Say that one more time. I was trying to figure out what I. Did I say something? You read something, and then I didn't understand it. He, the, the thing says there is no console bias in the media. PS4 is the preferred multiplat system, just as the 360 was last gen. I was just trying to figure out if this was something. Did somebody say something? Possibly. It might be in reference to... Uh, PS4 is the most popular one, just like the Xbox yeah. 360 one. And also PS4 is in the same camp and where the multi-platform games are running slightly better, just like how the 360, one, uh, 360 was before. So yeah, it is the 360 equivalent of this generation. Yes, correct. That's a true statement. Indeed. I don't know anybody. Anybody that argues that is a fanboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. You can prefer either console. I, I don't care. I'm an Xbox guy. Drew's a PlayStation guy. Okay, that's fine. But if you try to argue, like the, the people last generation were like PS3 is the, the console, it wasn't. It was a 360. This gen, this PS4. Although the PS3 like caught up on 360, but it was never the preferred the console. No, no, it, not for multi-platform. It, most it of just time. never was. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have sold ten times as many, but it still wasn't. It's not about sales. Shit, we're going by sales, man. The Wii, everything was on the Wii. Yeah, but multi-platform games on the Wii. Come on, man. No, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo went Wii, Wii, Wii all the way home. Mm, it's like, oh man, the Arkham City. Arkham, Arkham, City, Arkham City on the Wii U was the best version. Yeah, I'm sure it was two years after the fact. Yeah. yeah. Mass Effect 3. Mass Effect 3, baby. Assassin's Creed 3. That's why I'm kind of glad that 
there isn't too many of these weird, dumb ports of these popular games that came out like a year or two years ago, other than Skyrim. But other that's not Skyrim. out at launch. Well, that's fine, but what I mean is that they're not trying to ham-fist those. Like, those are the games that's really going to sell the system, you know? Because they didn't sell the Wii U, and they wouldn't sell the Switch now. They're going to fuss-row dot right in your face. Yeah, yeah. Anthony says, I know it's out of the blue, but let me say that Symphony of the Night still holds up as one of the finest games ever made. You goddamn right. Damn right, man. Symphony of the Night might be in the top ten games of all time. I can't argue with you there. It feels so timeless. The way the game controls, the level yeah. layouts, uh, the the music. Oh, God, the music. Oh, oh the orgasmic you music. You cannot think about that game without thinking about that opening song. The first the first area of the castle. Get to the clock tower. Oh, my God. That game, it's 2D perfection. It's beautiful. Uh, Tate says, switch me that money, boy. Sorry, I can't do it. Like Wombat does it. The next question is the most important tweet we've ever got. Alright. It comes from Tate. He says, so there are turkeys in Horizon side by side with robots. There better be a Turkatron in this game. <laughs> what, was the, what was the line that he kept saying? Thousands of years ago. Thousands of years, <laughs> Thousands ago. Of years ago. And the smoke just pops out of nowhere. What was I the... like the... There was the... um At work, at the cafeteria, they had taco pies. <laughs> <laughs> taco pies. And, and for some reason, when I went down to the cafeteria to get a taco pie... But that I wasn't Turkatron, though. Yeah, it was. But, no, I'm talking about the, the thousands of years ago... That was the cybernetic ghost of Christmas past. Yes. He was just dressed up as a turkey. I, I know. But that was Turkatron because he came during Thanksgiving and they were having taco pie. And Meatwad used all the food coloring so it was black taco pie. <laughs> hey, everybody. Everybody should make out. Uh, that was that's from the movie. Yeah, because he's in the movie with the uh, what is the name of the the workout station? Uh, God, the Flexomax, something like that. Yeah, because it needed the last Insanoflex. Piece. The Insanoflex. <laughs> I like your booty, but I'm not gay. Okay? Yeah, I like that part where they're like, "It's like everybody make out so they won't see us." Yeah, everybody it's, make out so they won't see us. And then they were like, "Man, that was close." They said, "Yeah, that was very nice." Close. <laughs> I remember the, uh, the the voodoo doctor thing where they're trying to revive someone. It's like, chicken or rice? Rice chicken. Hold hands. Read now this. Read this sign. Tongue. Read this sign. We are Sofa King. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my favorite episode. Oh, that one's really good. That's a good one. Uh, I think the one where they cloned the uh, television. Oh, and God. It had, it's like a demonic television. <laughs> And uh, Carl calls him. He's like, you know, normally I wouldn't call you, but uh, you're on the TV, man. <laughs> oh, my God, you stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> you stay far away from me. That was a good show, man. Oh, I can't believe it's over. It's finished. I man. missed, I missed like, the last, like, three seasons of that you show. You can't I buy it. Go back. You can't. Yeah, you can't find it anywhere. I have all of the DVDs that you can buy, and it stops at, I... like, season seven or something. 
I have up to season five is what I have. And then after that, they changed the name of it, which made it even harder to find. And then they changed the yeah. name of it again, and then they changed it back. Yeah, and they changed it back to Aqua Teen Hunger Force for like two seasons. Oh, man. Speaking of shows, man, when the hell is Rick and Morty season three coming out? And the trailer, the trailer came out last week. Wait, there's a Rick and Morty season three there trailer? Was, there was a trailer, and then he, okay, he's... Uh, they, yeah. He did an interview with Jeff Keeley last week, and he said they were they were in post. So okay. it's all, it's almost done. Good, good, good. Finally, Jesus, it's been too long. Uh, Dustin says most of my tweets for last week. Uh, we read those. Uh, he said they should kickstart Kung Pao Two. I think that would actually get kickstarted. I think that would get enough of a cult following and people to donate money to make that movie happen. Product that, placement, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> that I always I still have the picture because I thought it was hilarious. Uh I started the email thread and it was the the thread the subject line was first a joke and then I said what do you get when you cross an owl with the bungee cord? And then Kim was like, Oh god and I said, No, my ass <laughs> That movie That's a lot of nuts. Yeah. My nipples look like a milk nuts. <laughs> That movie's so good. It is really funny. Betty is the best fucking thing <laughs> it in that is. movie. It's... Call me Betty. <laughs> birdie, Birdie. <laughs> birdie, Tiger. Tiger. <laughs> That's some of the dumbest shit, oh, the funniest shit. It is. Yo, sporing. <laughs> and beware his song about the big butts. <laughs> He likes to beat you while he plays it. <laughs> oh, I, I think I need to watch Kung Pao again. I need to watch it. It's so good. I need to watch it again. It's been too long. It's been too many years. Oh, less than a week. So stoked. Obviously referring to the Switch. Uh, biggest cause of death in Neo: falling into water. <laughs> I know exactly what stage you're talking about. That stage is rough. You're right. Uh, Fallout 4 in VR is going to be pretty sweet. Uh, our last tweet comes from Matt. says, Game over, man. In honor of his death, what are your favorite Bill Paxton movies or roles? Mine is a movie called Frailty. That movie's fucked up. That movie is crazy. Um, I mean, obviously the big ones. We all know the big ones. But uh, he was in a movie with Ice Cube and Ice-T called Trespass. Mm-hmm. Really? Never seen that movie? You should go see that movie. Uh, he was also in, obviously, he was also in Aliens, The Terminator, he True Lies. Predator 2. Was he in Predator 2? Yes, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was that, um, ooh, yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. I thought that was someone else. Nope. Thinking about he it. was in Predator 2. And like we said earlier, weird science. Yeah. But so, Aliens, one of my favorite movies of all time, man. You IMDB'd him, didn't you? What, me? Yeah. No, no, there's, I was looking for the movie. It's a movie that probably nobody has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was back in the early 90s or maybe the mid-90s. Uh, well, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, 1995, it was a movie called The Last Supper, which was about a bunch of yuppie douchebags who... Okay who are uh, they can't stand conservatives and republicans and people that don't believe in their beliefs so they decide to invite them over for dinner and kill them 
Okay. And one of the first people they kill is Bill Paxton. <laughs> and his role in that movie, I loved how he played that role in that movie. And he's only in it for probably about 15, 20 minutes. But he, the way he plays that role is fantastic. He was it has in, Cameron Diaz in it. He was in Navy SEALs? He was in Navy SEALs. He was in Next of Kin? Yeah, that's uh, Patrick Swayze. Yep. He was in. Uh, I'm look. I'm actually IMD. He was in Apollo 13. Yeah. He was in. He was in True Lies. Love that. He movie. was in Titanic. Yeah, he was in Titanic. He was in the Terminator. The first Terminator. The first Terminator. Yep. What the fuck did he play? He was the punk leader at the beginning. Uh, Give me your clothes. He was also in uh, The Edge of Tomorrow. Very underrated movie. Yeah, Good the movie. Tom Cruise flick. Yep. Still haven't seen that. Motherfucker, he was in Tombstone. Drew, you would like that movie a lot. I'm sure I would. Yeah, he, he you should was, watch it. He was in Tombstone. Didn't watch Tombstone. <gasps> You've never seen Tombstone, really? You okay. need to stop what you're doing right now and go right. watch Tombstone. Do I, though? You do. Okay. Trust me. <laughs> Tombstone is a classic. Yeah. Okay. He uh, was he was in Near Dark, which is a cult classic. It's one of my favorites. I forgot he was in Agents of Shield. He was. <laughs> all you gotta do, I tell you what, Near Dark. Look up, just look up the bar scene in Near Dark, and that's all you need to watch. That's it. But, that one. Yeah, because he plays a vampire in that, and they're like these weird like. Biker gang redneck vampires, and he and it's really fucked up and weird. All right. His first role, nineteen seventy five. Whew! Crazy mama. He was uncredited. Yep. I am yeah, he's the best. Yeah, I love it when you start thinking about actors and people you. You know, seeing in various movies, just go there and like, holy shit, this guy's been a lot of other things. We, we, me and my wife had a bet one night about who'd been in the most movies between Samuel L. Jackson and Morgan Freeman. Oh, oh I don't know where to lean on that one. <laughs> uh, I, I, would, I think I would have to go with Samuel L. Jackson on that one. I forget which one of us. I won the bet, but I can't remember who I took. Uh, Morgan Freeman's been in 120 movies. Uh-huh. Let's look up. Samuel L. Jackson, 171. 171 wow. movies? Holy jibibis. Wow. Yep. Wow. He gets paid. He does get paid, but man, he don't care what he's in. He <laughs> <laughs> sure doesn't. <laughs> oh, but anyway, that is all of our tweets. Um, there's a new system coming out this week. <laughs> That's still crazy to me. Uh, if you want to send us tweets, they're at, info, at N4G Podcast. If you want to email us, I have that fixed now. Uh, it's going into my Hotmail account because I needed to use that for something. Um, you can send them to podcasts at ztgd.com. We'll read them on the show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, Jay is at Botterside J. Drew is at DML Fury, and I am at ZTGD. You can also check out Phoenix Down, Mass Effect Three. Kind of started. 
No, it started. But, I mean, you didn't finish the show. I mean, it was 40-something minutes long, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good show. Cut off mid-sentence? A couple times, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> so that's running. It uh, looks like Drew's going to be punished in his next game. Everybody, keep, everybody keeps saying that, but I really don't think I'm going to be punished. Uh, I voted for the last of us. <laughs> I I play I'll play anything. That's the thing. I know, but you really hate that game. I just can't stand the gameplay of it. Maybe it changes. You know, that's the whole point of things. Down going back and making sure stuff holds up. You think you'll st- you think you'll like it better than Alone in the Dark? Yes. <laughs> because while The Last of Us, I mean, I like the gameplay. Every fiber of fucking Alone in the Dark can go to hell. Those fucking stones. Fuck your stones. <laughs> oh, but anyway, that's it. Unless anybody has anything else, uh, I, I won't be around this week. Uh, when are you going to be back? Wait, hold on. You're not going to be... When are you taking the flight? I'm leaving tomorrow. I'll be traveling all day tomorrow. I will be in Boston for two days, and then Thursday uh-huh. I fly back. Uh, so if I submit stuff to you today, nothing's going to go up for like the next four or five days, I it guess? It depends on if I have time in the hotel at night. Mm-hmm. If I have some time to do stuff there, I will do it, uh, but I mm-hmm. don't know how much time I will have. Monday and Thursday, I'm not doing anything, so whatever's scheduled goes up, whatever's not, does not. Okay. Okay, sure. I'm not saying stuff won't go up this week, because I think we have stuff ready to go... I just need to be able to make sure that I can post it, which shouldn't be a problem. I should have a couple hours every night to do that, and it's not like I'm going to have anything else to do. I won't have my games with me, so. I still think you should have brought your Switch, man. I just, I just don't think I'm going to have enough time to enjoy it. Mm. Fair enough. Be too busy. But that's it. Nothing. Nothing. No. Going once. Bye. Epic fail. Welcome to the N4G Podcast. Oh, you can- This is going to be a very interesting episode. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio layer. The Play games, not consoles. No bad boys allowed. And then I, and then I killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.